This week on We Hate Movies, get out your best deep fake and fake actor CGI nonsense. Holy moly, this one's a stinker. It's Simone. I'm Andrew Jupin. I'm Steven Sadak, but the S is a is a dollar sign, mm, mm-hmm. and the oh, E's really? are threes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm Eric Siska. Whatever you want to do with it, it's fine. <laughs> Crew one S cab one, <laughs> and we won movies. <laughs> Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right, gang. This is week two of the 2022 Listener Request Month. We're talking Simone from 2002, directed by Gattaca guy, Andrew Nichol. Uh, this one was requested by a, a beautiful, gentle Canadian uh, from up Upway in Toronto. Let's see what he had to say. Hey, gang. Uh, this is Parker from Toronto, making my seventh or eighth uh, annual call-in request for Andrew Nichols, Simone. That's S, the number one. <laughs> Got a zero in there, maybe a three. Anyway, uh, a great <laughs> early 2000s computer idiocy movie. He got Elias Kataeus, I mm-hmm. think, getting cancer from looking at too many computer screens. You <laughs> uh, got behind the scenes actual worries where Hollywood big shots were afraid uh, this movie would usher in an era of CGI actors and replace real actors, and uh, it just took you got good years. old Al Pacino just giving it his all. So <laughs> a lot of fun. Love you guys. Hope you come up to tour in Toronto sometime. I'd uh, love to. Yeah, yes. I'd love yeah. to. We would. We would love to. But currently, we are in solidarity with your racist trucker movement. <laughs> no, so we are not. <laughs> I'm joking. No, man. I fucking love Toronto. It's my favorite town in Canada that I've been to so far, man. One of these days, Parker. One of these days. But yes, Gattaca guy's fucking <sighs> fucking follow-up. Years after Gattaca itself, by the way. That's exactly what I want from the guy from Gattaca is a, a comedy. That yeah, was I, I was like, boy, that that well, sounds like a, a a comedy headed by Al Pacino. It's just uh, there's a lot. And it's sort of a dramedy in a way, right? But yeah. that was sort of like that was going away by the, now. The script and the score, everything points towards comedy to me. Yes. And I yeah. think it's probably the American Beauty thing. Like they tried to like make it a little bit more adult. They wanted yeah. to make it a little bit more for, you know, the parents and like leave the kids off to see something else. Like, You're going to go see Simone. <laughs> I do think Pacino is <laughs> kind of funny in this. I think he is. Really? Moments. But the movie just the movie doesn't know whether or not it's allowed to be funny, which is yes. the problem. You know, we're not allowed to be funny yet because I have to hit play real quick oh boy coming soon Here to theaters yep. it's the vhs trailer game ah, gong, 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 uh, gong. Oh, no. we were doing good and now we're going to be at each other's throats steve <laughs> yeah. we, we actually i don't like it <laughs> yes uh it is america's favorite game about obsolete materials hosted by me the jame master mm-hmm. steven sadak i am the jame master these are my clues fyi folks Uh-oh. we are kind of like 
rounding into like we're getting close to the end not close to the end but like second half of the year here really True. season ends at the end of july oh and fyi God. if you didn't listen to our mortal Kombat episode that was on location live we did a trailer game and there was some points given out there there's also some points given out at our chud show right. i was gonna say this game is much more fun when we force others to play it exactly right. <laughs> uh the score as it stands right now Andrew Jupin has 35 points. Came back in a big way in that Chud show. Hugely yeah. in that Chud yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, Eric Siska has 36 points. Mm. Yeah. I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> and just one. No one else clapping. Large beard hair ahead at 39 points. No way. Points. He's taking the lead? At 39 points. Chris Cabin is Evil Reigns. But everyone's in, within striking distance. We're going to go all the way through through July. We're going to see who wins. And as we know, if Chris wins, nothing but trouble will be an episode on the main feed. Oh, oh, yes. oh boy. And Man. Steve will have to. We'll, we're going to do it twice in a row. No, we, no, will we not. are not. <laughs> we will not. Now, this is I was shocked that this was on VHS. So we came out in 2001. And I mean, like it had 2002, 2002, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Because in 2002, it makes it even worse and more unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And like the towers the, were falling. It's yeah. kind of funny. Like, <laughs> the, uh, the, the it does have a this is DVD commercial on it. Oh, this like one's that. more like, listen, guys. I just want to be really clear here. Uh, we we just had a meeting. You're gonna want to get into DVD. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it's HD DVD or Blu-ray. <laughs> we're kind of, you know, we're waiting for porn to figure that out. You're going to you're going to want to get on board with DVDs from day 1. You better get this song in your head. <laughs> Listen, VHS is literally almost over. So you really want to get into <laughs> DVD. It is hysterical that a movie that is all about like supposed like technological nightmares of the film industry came out on VHS. Yeah. It's got to be one of the last ones. So, here we go. Mm. We all ready? So the game goes, obviously, I ask a question, and everybody buzzes in as they do. And as they do, uh, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, the first clue is worth five points. Chris, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. In descending order, if you guess wrong in, the, in that round, you're out for the round, you come back for the next round. Everybody knows this. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows this. We're all this. pros at this point, you know? And if you're yelling in your car, I can't hear you. <laughs> um, so None I was on can. the road. Yeah. Uh, round one. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Game Master's Clue. Mm -hmm. The blockbuster next chapter of a blockbuster adaptation <gasps> of the novel Chris Cabin. The Two Towers. I need the full title. Lord of the Rings. Colon. The Two Towers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't help him with the colon. <laughs> yeah, I would have forgotten that part for yes. sure. But this trailer had a, the requiem for the for a dream score yep. in it. Yep. And that I oh, watched that last night, so, and it still gets me fucking pumped. Sam, Sam and it Frodo was, ass to ass in that? Or? They, wait, it was over the Two Towers? Yes. Oh, I didn't remember that. That yes. sounds cool. Dude, watch that trailer. It kind of rules. It's like a operatic version. It's not the synthy one. I remember when two uh, or when Fellowship was out, they did a thing where they put that. They sent a new final reel of the film, and you know Fellowship's long as fuck, so it was like reel nine or ten or some sure. shit. They sent you a new one because on the end of it, after the credits, they had the Two Towers trailer. Oh, with that song, and let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I am not throwing stones here because I am a man who paid full price to see 
uh, uh, fucking motion flow, the <laughs> Hobbit, yeah, because yeah. there was Star Trek footage of ahead course. of it. But we had a thing where motherfuckers were coming back to the theater, getting a ticket for fellowship, not going to see it, yeah. and just being like, I'm here for the trailer. <laughs> uh, and it was like, it's over, dude. Like, I can't let you in. And it was like a whole thing. Oh, wow. Okay. But you had people who were buying tickets just so they could see that trailer. I will tell you, if you had put Kronos Quartet in charge of the scores for The Hobbit, might have been a better movie. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Go home and watch that on YouTube. You will get amped for The Two Towers. It, that trailer does its job. Uh huh. Round two. I forgot we were still two. <laughs> we are. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Game Master's Clue. Wow. The celebrity-laden conclusion to a surprise comedy powerhouse series wherein the lead actor adds yet another role. Chris Cabin. Austin Powers in Goldmember? Yeah. Austin oh, Powers in wow. Goldmember for five big points. Uh, Dude, you know, I have just blocked out so much of the early aughts. What exactly. a fucking miserable yeah. time. This yeah. was sequel palooza. I mean, this is the be- I mean, it's still sequel palooza, but this yeah. was the yes. really beginning of it. I was shocked. This, ne- this next one is not a, the final one mm-hmm. is not a sequel. Just an FYI. Ooh, congrats, nice. Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shush. You shush. Eric, get down off your cross. Play the game with us. Um, game Master's Clue. Weepy drama Oscar bait that would 1,000% not be made today because the lead actor's transformation into a man with a disability. Fun fact, a slur for that disability is used twice in the trailer. Whew. 2002 Ish. disability uh, Oscar movie. Yes. <sighs> Weepy drama Oscar made that would a thousand percent not be made today because the lead actor's transformation into a man with a disability. Fun fact, a slur mm-hmm. for that disability is used twice in the trailer. Uh, I, got this one. Oh, sorry, Eric. I am Sam. It is. I am Sam. Yes. For five big points. Yeah. Dude, We're saying the R word in that trailer? In the first five seconds. Oh, my God. I thought it was just the audience no, saying that at the no, screen. No, it's amazing. They build up to it. Like, there's it's Michelle Pfeiffer, like, giving the closing arguments yes. in the case. And she's like, sometimes you feel like you're lost. <laughs> Fucking Sean Penn doing some goofy shit. Yes. You feel like you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then doing some more goofy well, shit. he's up to some and of then, that. And then Michelle Pfeiffer, that you literally feel... <laughs> yeah, uh, really. Yeah. Even <laughs> worse though, the first the first five seconds, like Dakota Fanning and some kid like finger painting, and the kid's like, "Is your dad?" And I'm like, "Come <laughs> oh, on!" Man. Like the first three well, seconds into the trailer, he just he did just travel to Ukraine during wartime. So. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, still not the worst uh, byproduct of that motion picture. What's oh the, oh, the yeah. fucking soundtrack with all those abhorrent oh, yeah. Beatles covers? Eat my ass! Not good. I never saw never, that film. Never I didn't happened. either. But fuck that soundtrack. I know Richard Schiff is the evil lawyer trying yes. to take away the uh, the, the child. Dakota, yeah, Dakota fan. Yeah, oh, Schiff yeah, will Dakota do that Fanning. to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, now I'm pumped to talk about Simone after thinking about. I am Sam and all those wonderful trailers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the R word firmly in my head. I'll talk about yes. Simone. I mean, it's weird, though, because like every every movie that you just talked about right there and Simone that we're talking about today, these were all like prime time. Me and Chris working at the multiplex oh, movies. And I remember like we had like a, there was a big standee for this, the poster, the whole fucking thing. Were people posing with it? No, but it was like when all that stuff came out and then it was the trailer. And I just remember being like, I'll never watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so until last night, I stayed true to that. 
Oh, I, I had seen it. Uh, and I, I thought it was okay. Did you see it back then when we were working I, oh, at the yeah, theater? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it at Simone, the theater. Simone, yeah, 2002? Simone. I saw it in the theater, yeah. Yeah, I saw it oh, then. Wow. Uh, and I was like, that was fine. Uh, yeah. In retrospect, I, I, I look at it now. That was kind of, You could argue that that was the beginning of the end for Al Pacino until 2019. Because he... You could make... There's a couple yeah. good ones in there. You could argue yeah. Angels mm-hmm. in America... Kind of counts to for sure. me, yeah. but like uh, from this to 2019, there's almost well, nothing. This he, is like my man's getting paid. Type yes, of thing, yes, you know? but, but not even like towards the end of it. It's not even that. It's like fucking Phil Broth adaptations from people who just graduated from NYU and like serial killer movies. Like yeah. so many bad, righteous like, kill, the Hangman. Uh, if you're aware, of I that. haven't seen it in a while. But Insomnia, the Insomnia, yeah. Insomnia is right before this. Okay, so, I think that's his last good movie. This until when it starts. he comes back for Once Upon a Time, and then he comes back. Irishman, Irishman as well, and now the, the House of Gucci, which he's not bad in, Fine. but it's not great. It's not, not a good movie. I honestly forgot. It, I watched that movie recently. I kind of forgot he was even. But in it's it. a big. It's at least a big movie. It's not like some fucking yeah. directed DVD yeah. Saw esque movie. There's there's one of those that you didn't mention that is six thousand percent a stay tuned, and that is eighty eight minutes. Ooh. Oh boy. Which yeah. is really bad. I saw that in the theaters. It came out the same year as this isn't like an Al Pacino movie because it's an ensemble thing, but he's good in it. Ocean's 13. Yes. Oh, right. Was yeah, the okay. same year as that. He's like kind of the, the villain in that. Good villains. My review of 88 minutes is too many minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stand up guys from 2012. Him, Chris Walken and oh. Alan Arkin. Abysmal fucking movie. He made, I mean, like that's, he, I, I think actually De Niro debased himself worse because he made all those like bad comedies. He went right. full. It that's the yeah. Chino never went full. Like yeah. I'm gonna sell it all the way. Full yeah. I am Sam. Or oh, <laughs> you know what? Because now I'm just looking at Al Pacino's uh, filmography. But another thing, I never saw, and I've missed a couple of this dude's movies. Even though I like him as a director, David Gordon Green's Manglehorn. Nope. 2014. Wow. Never, it's fine. Never heard of it. It's yeah, totally is it a fine. roller coaster? You want to go on the mangle horn with me? Oh, dude, here's a. You go upside down for two minutes. It's got great big seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> a total debasing performance is in the film Danny Collins from 2015. Mm. He's like an aging music star. Neil Diamond shit. type. Oh, yeah. my yes. God. That's oh, another boy. nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah. It, 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 like I said, it is arguable that it's 17 years between. Yeah. But isn't that beautiful though? Like his the end of his career, what you're saying is his yep. tombstone, uh <laughs> Simone, is also the tombstone of what would become of Hollywood because of this movie, despite its flaws, despite its problems, despite it being way too fucking long. Whew, yeah. Predicts kind of a lot, you know? Like I know it yes. we're, part of it was a response to the stupid Final Fantasy movie and that doesn't really apply. I saw that in theaters. But the fucking <laughs> We got deep fakes. We got Luke Skywalker yep. with yes. fake dialogue. And we would definitely, I bet you if, if Dave Filoni could go on the news tonight and be like, CGI Luke Skywalker has passed away. And there would be a state funeral for that motherfucker. <laughs> sure. Just like we get for Simone in this film. I'm going to, oh, Filoni, I'll hook you up. I'll have Luke Skywalker <laughs> talking to Grogu. Whatever that is. Hey, Grogu, how you doing? Am I supposed to punt this thing or what? I mean, what's funny is when you're looking, so like there is um, obviously a real actress portrays Simone, Mm -hmm. um, but like 
What the Madam Nickel, right? Yes, uh, I'm I'm looking up her name. Uh, so I don't they, fell in lo- they fell in love on set. Mm. Oh, you don't yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Also oh, predicts the uh, like hologram at concerts. Yes, yes, yes. for sure. So yep. I mean, I. It is endlessly fascinating how much this movie almost gets right. It has though. a stinger scene. It, <laughs> it, it does have a stinger this is, scene. This is the blueprint, not Zack Snyder, okay? Rachel Roberts is the name of the actress who plays Simone, but I thought it was funny because, like, when you're seeing, like, the quote-unquote final product of Simone in these movies, they're using her just looking like herself. Sure. But when she's in this Al Pacino interface and when you're seeing him, like, making the movie or whatever, they kind of, like, computerify her a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That... 2002 computerification of that woman's face looks exactly like fucking Tarkin Town and Leia and all like yeah. and we're talking nearly 20 years between these fucking things and yeah, you yeah. can't make it look better than that by and, now and folks you just you can't accept this gruel you really can't mm-hmm. you know what I mean I saw that that there's that quote that went a little viral that tweet a little viral like this is the Luke Skywalker I always wanted it's uh, him doing the thing uh, it's, like, okay. it's not him because it's not like Luke Skywalker is not just that a a, a a picture that moves around. It's a performance. It's yes. Mark Hamill making choices. Yep. That's what Luke Skywalker is. Unless you recast it, and then it's whomever is doing that performance. Which would be great. That's honestly. why Star Trek will always win this shit because they did the Abrams reboot mm-hmm. and like yeah 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 legacy Nimoy stuff whatever that I think is great and it makes sense for the story. But using new actors, yes. You know, it just the recasting it, worked. And it yeah, totally thank works. Thank you for bringing that up because of, uh, you know, Winona Ryder's in this movie and she's looking so pretty. I want to put a Spock in her belly. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, I, I'm sorry for saying that, but it's true. She I looks great in this movie. Well, this is probably like towards. This is probably in the middle of her troubles. Right? When was the shoplifting? I, I was forget. watching the movie I, last night. She was night. Out, blacklisted for. I feel like it's after this. For okay, sure. I'm looking. But up. maybe I'm. I mean. Because she was coming, because you're making this movie in 01, and I don't think she was having these troubles in the 90s. Black Swan was the comeback. Yes. So what was the trouble? Like, oh, she she was shoplifted. So what? She had a problem. She gives a shit. No uh, no one should. Oh, this, uh, in uh, 2001. So yeah. Oh, just now. It probably just happened probably when she was filming this movie or whatever. Oh, I wonder. I'm in Simone. I better start. (laughs) I need to get my fix someplace. Dude, I think that might have been what it was, right? She's like, I'm doing this movie with Gattaca guy. (laughs) I'm so bored. He hasn't had a movie in fucking five years or whatever. I'm doing this shit. Better swipe some stuff from the store. <laughs> well, no, no, the budget's lean. <laughs> we need you to steal stuff. <laughs> and I mean, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, her whole fucking quote unquote cancellation was horse shit because, like, so many were doing so Is much it, worse. It was just stealing. That was it. And it was like, oh my god, we can't have that woman in in, in a movie. Which she is stole. just, oh my god. Well, because it's embarrassing that she didn't do a big crime. Exactly. She's like, if she had actually like uh, somehow embezzled like three million dollars from like some skincare line, I'd yeah. be that'd fine. be one thing. I'd be fine with that too. I think she can do no wrong. I hope <laughs> she's, she's listening. Well, you're trying she, to put spots yeah. in people. I dude. hope she hears this, bro. Because <laughs> uh, you could you could steal from me anytime. I mean, she is still continuing to slay because she's fucking great on Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, totally great. You know that movie she did, her and. Keanu there was it the engagement party or whatever not not good but I think the two of them play off each other well in that movie that movie like the gimmick of it was like very stupid and the whole thing just didn't work but was this like the magic mailbox movie no you're thinking of the The, lake house uh, with Keanu and Sandy Bullock no this is um Keanu and and Winona go to a wedding and the whole conceit is like they never interact with other people. It's like a two-person play yeah. with like 
extras all around them. Oh, it's very strange. It doesn't particularly work as a movie, but they're good together. In that it. that movie is a dare. They're like, I bet you, <laughs> if we put Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder in the movie, nothing else fucking matters. <laughs> yeah. You could literally have nobody direct it, nobody write it, nobody else in it, really. Yeah, and it'll be fine. And like, yeah, you failed. Well, <laughs> like, what's what's it called? Destination Wedding. Destination yes. Wedding. Thank you. So this movie is, I mean, it's. It's the problem is it's it, it wants to if it you got to go full satire if you're going to do yep. it and you need it yeah. to be absolutely funny and big and not emotional really at all like you know no, what I mean? like no, the emotional no, no. notes the Catherine Keener stuff the mm -hmm. what's her fit the Evan Rachel Wood stuff just yes. detracts 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 but the, the problem is it all hinges on hiding Simone and yep. specifically. The, the opening of this door on the studio lot being the thing that cannot happen. Yes. All, because everything is to avoid, like, I think this should be Globetrot. Like, he should be going to film festivals, yeah. like, stuff That'd like that. That would be fun. That would be, be nice. That would open up this movie a little bit, but that's not what, because because it's, there's no imagination. Mm. They're only like, it can only be in this room on this disc. Yeah. And we can't be moving this thing. Well, you know what a lot of this movie has to it, I feel like there's a lot of like Mrs. Doubtfire to this movie. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what happens because it becomes this farcical thing where it's like, oh, Simone's in the shower, whatever. <laughs> like, and what I was saying on the, the group chat the other night, this movie, it had the potential to be a nice mix up of something like Wag the Dog and The yes. Player. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying The Player because it's the most recent industry movie I watched just over the weekend. That movie is still a fucking five star masterpiece. But yeah, the fact that it is like so concerned with like hiding the identity of Spoon versus Wag the Dog, where it's like a whole team is yes. in on it. People, you know, there's avenues that they can go down in that movie. I do not understand. Like, are you so stupid that you don't think the fucking studio heads would love this? <laughs> yeah. They would be like, fuck, yeah. Are you yep. kidding me? Absolutely. Yep. Let me help you. Do you want a billion dollars? We're going to give you a billion dollars to start with. Because the movie starts out with like Pacino is, pull, you know, it's, it's the fucking <sighs> reference to the Van Halen rider. Pulling the, the red Mike and Ikes out of the ball, which, first of all, why would you throw away the cherry? It's the best Mike and Ike, whatever. But he's, like, doing that shit. And, like, Winona's character is like, dude, just dump that whole fucking thing in the garbage. You can get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> no way. Mike and Ike's away alone uh, no, here. No, no, I, right now. I'm, I'm with Steve. I will okay. join your cause. Jay I'll get, Master. like, nine of them in my mouth. Just oh. a big old fucking ball of Mike and Ike's at the movie theater. <laughs> I'm not a radical like him. Chewing that shit like a camel. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I, you turn into a fucking camel. You those Mike and I's on the back teeth. I'm, yeah. I'm spitting all over the floor. But, and the reason we have this in this movie is because we're, I guess we're framing it. And this is why we don't involve the studio heads. And it is like the state of the industry. We're taken over by the stars. We're kind of hemming and hawing about right. the old studio system here with, with Pacino saying we used to be able to rename them, tell them what to wear, etc. All that stuff. Yeah. And like, so the movie is starting out being like, here's this problem star. who's yes. like, it's gone to her head and she's a monster and everything. To, to your point, Chris, like, yeah, Catherine Keener would eat this shit up in two seconds yeah. if Pacino just spilled the beans. Yeah, absolutely. And like this first scene to me it really highlights like this feels like Jim Carrey should have played this character. Yeah. There need to be somebody with a little bit more zip because Al Pacino is very tired. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I don't know if he was just eating melatonin every He's morning. He's supposed to be a tired <laughs> yeah. film director. I feel like I'm defending this movie more than I want it's, to. It's, I, I get it, but like you can't have both. Like the, the comedy is zippy. Like and yeah. to have it be like, ah, go to hell. Please. And but here's the other thing: you're totally right because in 1998. 
it was proven that Jim Carrey works really well with dialogue Andrew Nichol writes because that motherfucker wrote the Truman Show. Yeah, so fair. like he that's would fair. be yeah. able to work with that material so much better. I also, I'm sorry, the biggest leap of this movie, and it has nothing to do with the world becoming fascinated with a fake CGI actress, the most unbelievable part of this movie that I had to stretch my imagination so far is Al Pacino teaching himself to use this computer program. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like yeah. when when Elias Codius like pitches the whole thing to him at the at the start of the film, like Pacino's like, "Oh, I don't know anything about computers." Oh. oh, oh. Yeah. And then it's like 9 months later and he's just this maestro <laughs> orchestrating this. It's a one-man wedding this guy. It's, like he's yeah. just Gollum wherever he wants to be. Yeah. Get more Al Pacinos in STEM. <laughs> I mean, it's weird because we're coming off like the dot com boom, and this yeah. is sort of kicking off the dot com boom, right? Because <laughs> yeah. this Explain. is sort of it's like a weird science type of thing where yes. it's like I've invented a new kind of bee. Yeah. Stunningly, dude. Speaking of weird science, I could not believe there wasn't a thing where like he's getting this fucking character together or whatever, and there's some fucking shot of her tits, and he's like, maybe a little bigger, maybe a little bit. Oh, that's a little too big. Well, because he does say at some point. And I want to get into the movies he makes because they baffle me. <laughs> but uh, they sure. really they really do. I yeah, have yeah. an answer for what those movies are, but I'll wait. Uh, but you'll hang up and listen. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. No, uh, but no, I, I, uh, it's, um, th they do say specifically that he is making her nude in all these movies. And she is like, I don't have a problem with nudity. He's like, yeah, you're getting fucked today, Simone. Oh, my God. Everybody remembers Monsters Ball. Well, look at this. <laughs> this is a brave shit, Simone. Right. This is a studio picture that's got skin slapping skin. I'm going to put in a little more Sophia Loren. <laughs> but so, like, the movie, and I think that these are my two questions. One, are these movies supposed to be good? Like, good movies? Like, as people are like, impressed with her they fall in love with her I yeah think part of it is like he's such a genius director that no actress or actor can really convey what he wants yeah so he's acting as simone because he feeds the voice yes and it modulates it yeah. so in a way we're just saying this whole movie's just like al pacino's a pretty good actor FYI. <laughs> you can't tell here but he kind of <laughs> i mean steve what i think i think yes in the world they're supposed to be good movies they're supposed yeah. to be great movies Got even it. But like I, they do, this is a problem whenever you show like a creative process, like Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Yep. None of the fucking, they weren't funny. Nothing yeah, was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Nothing so it didn't there. make any sense. Yeah. This, I'm like watching, I'm like, who would, who would sit through this? Yes. Exactly. I was genuinely baffled as like, even the fake stupid movie and burn after reading. I'm like, I understand why somebody would watch that. Yeah. Sure. This, I do not understand it. I think it's, it, there's two possibilities floating around here with it. One is maybe it's some sort of joke about like, art house culture. Yeah. Except yes. for the fact that this is like a major studio making yeah. this movie. So the, but the, isn't around now like the aughts when the studios kind of, took over the uh, the art house indie movement like little miss sunshine by fox yeah. searchlight yeah you and had it's just full like, of stars and in, it's just artificial indie well in all yeah in the in the aughts you had all of those shingles where it was like paramount vantage yes. and uh warner brothers Indep wb independent all this stuff all, all those like this movie are mutations of american beauty American Beauty did well, and they're like, we can do it. We can be an Oscar movie and have comedy in yeah. it. We can meld the two. But talking about the movies in the movie, though, the other thing that I, the theory I'm running with here, 
What do you notice about those movies, like how they look when you're watching them on screen? They have the same vibe as Gattaca. Yes, they do. This is a thing where I think he's like, if I was able to make these movies I wanted to make after Gattaca, they'd fucking look artistic and gorgeous like this. Especially that last one where it's like fucking Jay Moore standing there and she drives off in the car. That The filter that's going on there, that's exactly how Gattaca looks the whole movie. But then there's other scenes when like, I mean, there's that scene and we're going all over. This movie's, we're not going beat by beat. We'll be here fucking until Tuesday. Uh, (laughs) But the... Uh, there's the scene when like he's waiting to see he's like oh I'm really when he when he finally gets the movie out and he's in the bathroom like they're gonna figure me out he is in the saw bathroom it is green <laughs> hello Mr. Taransky <laughs> uh, could you use uh, my script for your next movie actually <laughs> dude that's way better for them saw movies if Jigsaw was like a jaded screenwriter instead of a <laughs> Due to had cancer. <laughs> Look, I think that uh, the Tarantino revival is just about to come right back around the bend. <laughs> he has a falling out with Winona Ryder because she, she she backs out of the movie like the movie's almost done. She backs out anyway. He and- has a fucking kind of killer line actually to her because she's like fleeing the lot and whatever, and he's trying to get her to stay on the project. And he goes or she goes like. Oh, it's not even worth it. I already sent a press release saying I left the movie due to creative differences. And he goes, creative differences are you're not creative. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. It's, <laughs> it is, but this movie is monstrously misogynistic like in, a, in a big, bad way. Because if it was, if this was like Larry with an at symbol or something, and he's like, yeah. I need a new action star. He's going to be called Larry. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it would yeah. be, that would be a movie. But this is just like, I don't know, man. I just need a pretty face so people can shut the fuck up for five well, minutes. Yeah, because the reasoning behind Winona Ryder, it, 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 it's not like she like it wouldn't be amazing if the problem was she didn't want to do a nude scene. Mm-hmm. And he's sure. like, so I need to get uh, I got to yes. get around this. I need to show tits. I just yes. have to. It's 2002. <laughs> we need tits, 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 tits. Uh, Look, we had the movie that won a bunch of Academy Awards. They were going ass to ass. <laughs> Follow that logic. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, like, because uh, this is the scene. This scene is when he goes up to the driver and says, "To hell, please." Yes. And I'm like, that is to supposed hell. to be a big, nice line to like get, like, get him out of here. And you can, to your and point, you can picture it. Jim Carrey slaying that delivery. That's too. true. That's and true. He just yep. mumbles it out. Yep. So yeah. you, all right. So then, all right. So if, if Jim Carrey has to be in this movie, what movie do you? What Jim Carrey movie do you oh. put Al Pacino in? The Majestic. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. I was thinking The Mask. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Somebody fucking stop me! Yeah, that's actually. True. I'll be by your apartment between nine and five to put in that cable. <laughs> yes, ooh, cable guy. I like this. Hold on to your lug nuts, boys. It's time for an overhaul. Twinkle <laughs> is Einhorn, and oh baby, Einhorn is. Finkel. Quick question. Oh, Steve, come here quick. This is pretty transphobic, though. <laughs> this twist is kind of like making me want to not be in this movie. Uh, but, <laughs> so, like, she leaves, and Catherine Keener, he has this big scene. And Jay, the amount of Jay Moore in this movie is staggering. Dude, it's surprising. I- <laughs> he got one big legitimate laugh out of me, I will admit, towards the end of the film. I have to admit, he feels like he was Simoned into this movie. <laughs> He doesn't look real. He doesn't. He looks 
he looks different. I think what is there's a hair the haircut. The haircut. The haircut. haircut. Speaking about the haircuts and the what and hair dye, my lord, <laughs> Al Pacino with oh. the shoe polish in his gray hair. Oh, dude, he's like fucking Rudy Giuliani well, with that. It's shit. insane. That's what's so stupid because like in any given Sunday, which comes out two or three years before this, he there's gray streaks in his hair. Like yes. it's very prominent, and I'm just like, it well, doesn't look right. It makes, I guess though, if you're thinking about like character design, it does make sense. He's a fucking Hollywood director. Yeah. He would possibly do that. That I would like that if that came up, but like the whole point of is that he's a very serious director. You know, now, he's not like all the. He's yeah, not but Mick you G. could still listen though. It would be great if this was about a Mick G. <laughs> well, that would be something. But <laughs> I directed the bad naked lady. <laughs> I think though, but but the dying thing still like when he's playing a cop or whatever. Yeah, then yeah. you're like. Dude, you're not a fucking chestnut brown haired <laughs> Al Pacino in 2007. Yeah. But it was, uh, talking about his appearance, I was shocked. So again, I haven't seen There's two things about this movie that shocked me. I'll tell you the first one now. And I'll <laughs> hang up and listen. Um, <laughs> the uh, the it's the beginning. I, I like he looks a lot more like he does in like heat, like young, yep. not, not young yep. Al Pacino, not like fucking Godfather Al Pacino, but like that 90s Al Pacino. Because again, I just watched House of Gucci over the weekend. He's very noticeably old in yeah. that movie and like you know like what's about a time like th that whole thing there's a point i think it's probably around the recruit maybe later than the recruit maybe when that that uh matthew mcconaughey two for the money movie oh. that's when he starts to get like real old man face i mean uh -huh. he's old obviously he's older i mean yeah. uh, oceans 13 is the good old man before he goes full like irishman like I i'm i'm aging out yes yeah he's, yeah I well because really old guy because yeah. now he's got i mean he is so much closer to Danny DeVito than he is Al Pacino now. Yes, like, yeah. I remember you were there when at New York Film Festival when you they did The there. Irishman <laughs> yep. and they did a big press conference and they were all there. It was an incredible moment, like as a movie fan, to see all these people in the same room. But I could not get over two things. One, the scarf Al Pacino was wearing oh, that he's known it. for his scarves. Scarf. This thing was like touching the floor mm. because he's shrinking. He's got the old man humpback and yeah. he's looking like Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's really something. Oh Maybe. man, that, that should be the new twins. Him and Dan Danny DeVito yes. and Al Pacino. Oh, uh, Al, do you want to be in this movie with me and Danny? <laughs> we were made. We were made in a laboratory. <laughs> do you? That movie's got to be done now, right? With the twins right, passing away, triplets, triplets. Unless Jason wants to rob his grave again. <laughs> Honestly, that might. I mean, like uh, that's an old man picture. Go ahead, Jason. Become an old man director. I yes. think that's fine. You know what? We we need a steady flow of going out in styles and yeah. fucking marigold slop old man Don't sex hotel <laughs> movies. Don't let Zach Braff steal all your fucking food, man. <laughs> oh, I forgot he directed that. What Did was he that? really? Which one? Uh, going in style. Going in style. Oh, that's right. What I thought called. maybe yeah. he got into those hotel sex movies now that's where the real coin is made so i guess his career is like what barry sonnenfeld before men in black maybe yeah I guess oh so. that's kind of interesting mm. or a um oh lordy <laughs> there. Picturing him like oh i better not let anyone know that all these aliens were fake in the movie <laughs> i'm directing men in black oh no they're real oh no 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 the slug guy yeah oh he'll be out here later oh i'm gonna hide in a hotel room and pretend the slug is dancing with me <laughs> i'm shooting miller's crossing over here yeah you know uh the Bald Chidian, you just missed that guy. He just left. I, I love the Bald Chidian. A good friend of mine. Great guy. But um, <laughs> so she, like, they have this scene, and it's kind of nuts because he's just like, 
what happened? And again, more misogyny because she's like a high powered executive. It's like, what happened to you? <laughs> we used to live, we used to do Casavetti's movies. And I'm like, she was like nine. You want to look at the year of uh, that Catherine Keener had in 2002? Sure. This is a real roller coaster here. I don't remember this because uh, I haven't seen it in a really long time. She plays herself in adaptation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then this movie, uh, Soderbergh's Full Frontal. Ugh. Yeah. And get ready for this one. If I want to see Full Frontal, I wouldn't want Steven Soderbergh to. <laughs> I don't you know, know what I mean? man. You know I heard I want to see yeah, his he's date. got Godzilla's tail down there. Really? <laughs> All right. I'll uh, cue that up. Death to Smoochie is the other Ooh, one. Death to Smoochie. Speaking of Danny DeVito. Speaking of movies that don't work. Dreadful. Yep. Dreadful I'm sorry. Movie. I mean, some people probably have some nostalgia for it, but so, I feel like that movie just didn't work on any level. I agree. And I want to say there's even some like recent-ish like reevaluation of that movie. And I was like, shut that shit down immediately. <laughs> there's been an attempt. Uh, that thing cannot be uh, reevaluated or brought back because it contains uh, a, a dramatic performance by John Stewart. We do not allow that. Yeah, <laughs> Those no, things no should good. be buried. That's why what, Big Daddy isn't doesn't. Isn't that exist. what his is? Is that his new show? Is a dramatic uh, John Stewart like? Oh no, the world. Isn't it just inter? Oh, is he doing the actual? I don't show? know what he's doing. I have no so, idea. He's got some Apple Plus thing that. Oh, no. Yeah, they're I, so terrible at advertising the shit. I don't even. I know tried to on. watch the first episode and it was like we're gonna cry about something somewhere in some other place. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna change the channel. <laughs> but I mean, like. But talking about Keener yeah. and being John Malkovich is what this movie sort of that tone. I mean, like it's it's dark, it's weird, but like because yeah. that movie gets big fucking swings. You know yeah. what I mean? And like yeah, and like it, when it when it's silly and when like it gets over the top, it's like that makes sense. Obviously, it's a totally different world of a movie, but this it's again like because it, it's they they try and keep it too grounded is the problem. Well, it's also like. I, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't really think they're making fun of Hollywood that much yes. in this. Like, no, it'd be one thing if they actually actresses. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is if they're I, trying, but I don't think it's working. I, I think they're just like toothless. Like, it, it's all the same fucking arguments. Oh my god, they're vapid. Well, so this <laughs> thing, it's like you're trying to insult the system while with working in it. Uh, so Elias Cody just like gets him in a corner. Uh, Al Pacino's got all gra grabs a film because they're basically like, listen. Uh, you 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 can't finish this movie because you can't use any of the footage with Winona Ryder, and we can't you know blah blah blah. So we got to shelve it. You got to yeah. shelve it. He grabs all the film canisters, and Eli Elias Codius, uh, Canada's answer to Robert De Niro, uh, grabs him. <laughs> Pretty good answer. Yeah, it's a great it's a great answer. You're right, because what, what else is there? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can't say Michael J. Fox. No, no, no. it pisses me off though. One, I, you know, who knows what was going on? He's uh, Cody is uncredited in this movie. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I, I, you know, this is my major complaint with any movie Elias Codius yes. is in. Not enough Elias Codius. Oh, oh, big agree. Uh, I meant to, I meant to call Bobby. I'm, uh, yeah, I, 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 I even mixed them up. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought I was calling Bobby. I called Elias. Oh, <laughs> he'll work. He'll work. Don't worry about this, it. So this could have been the second uh, <laughs> time seeing them on the screen before Righteous Kill. <laughs> Bye. So that's the thing is like Elias Codius or whatever. You can picture being like a recluse computer guy. Robert De Niro no. hands you a fucking disc. No. What is on it? Like photos of his kids' graduation. <laughs> like, my uh, my granddaughter's birthday party. At, yep. Oh, do, do, just to be he, at the time he was attempting to be Hanna Barbera characters. So I mean, this yeah. was right around Rocking Bullwinkle, right? Oof. Oh yeah, that's like two thousand, I think. Yeah. He, I think he was swinging for the fences around this, but still, Elias Codius, I actually really like. Like oh, I thought he was very this. engaging in this role. He is. It's just not enough. I no. mean, because he. 
his character dies. It's kind. Of, I I was laughing at some parts of this movie. I know it's not all that funny, but the parts where he's just like, "Well, call me this week because I'll be dead next week." <laughs> <Yes>. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's like, "Oh, you know, we met at some conference, and the conference was like." It was like the the San Diego Futurism Convention. He's like he gave a speech on why do we need women or something like that. Or why do I think it was like why do we, we need actors? Yeah, why yeah. do we need actors? And it's kind of funny because Pacino's like, oh yeah, I remember you. They booed you off the stage, <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, I, I mean, he he's got like an eye patch over his eye. He's just rambling while. Is is Al Pacino putting a body in his car? No, it, this I don't understand. He's clearing out this uh, stage that he's been working at or whatever, and it's multiple framed paintings. <laughs> I think there might be an office involved or something. He's yeah. basically, I guess, there's some line. I guess he made three movies that tanked with the studio, and he's being let go. Maybe he had a a writing office yeah. as well in there, and he's just clearing just it out. some night stealing. It uh, is because they are massive framed paintings that he's yeah. trying to shove in this car. And yeah, Elias Cody's like it, it corners him and is like, look, I, I have it. It took me. I smelled her. I licked her. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I immediately would be like, security, security. <laughs> How did he even get on the studio lot? Which is another big question. He should have came by the house and it could have been like uh in early morning or early night, we could have got some Michael Mann shots of that fucking beach. He Dude, probably, yeah, it's a heat house. It He's is a heat house, house. And we never turned the heat on, <laughs> which is a big problem. Absolutely. He probably tried to, he showed the security guard Simone. He's like, you can lick her. You can smell her. <laughs> Just let me on the suit. I'll, I'll come back here and you can lick her. Well, I haven't licked or smelled anything in a while. Why? Well, go right ahead. <laughs> this is a, Listen, a bologna I'm, sandwich and that's it. I'm dying and I need, I want to give you my pornography. <laughs> I've selected you to earn my pornography. Eric, you're, you're, you're in my will, big, big guy. Oh, thank God. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Man, I could use a windfall like that. All those buckets yeah. of pornography. Yeah, a hundred <laughs> terabytes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> And Codius is like, you know, the thing I have for you, it's it, art and science, the perfect marriage of yeah. the two, blah, mm. blah, blah. And he gives him, you know, this hard drive. Or no, he's like, call me. That's what yes, it is. Yeah. He's like, call me. You know, I only have a week. I got I got an inoperable brain tumor because I sat in front of the computer too long. That's some fucking your grandma's yelling at you to get yes. away from the TV shit. Mm. That line, I was yeah, like, that's not really true. Just man. say you have a brain tumor. Like, yeah. I think that's blame trying the to, computer. It's trying to establish like this guy was working so hard on Simone it killed him. I mean, yeah. I was also smoking with my eyelids, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it was the uh, computer screen. And this is when, and he just drives off, and then you know, Elias goes, "Call me next this week, or else I'll be dead." And the next scene really elicits why this movie doesn't work because it's a, it's a fuck. It's this is the nine months later. It's nine months late. No, no, no. It's one. It's one week later because. Um, oh yes, you're totally right. He hasn't gotten the drive. Yes, yes, yet. Yeah, 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 I like, forgot about that. He's like on the phone. So he's like, I don't know. These creditors are coming after me left and right. And then somebody knocks on his door, and he's like, I gotta run on the beach. And it's like it's got like <laughs> p- fun, plunky music. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. this is where you want a Robin Williams or a Jim Carrey or somebody. Yeah. He's just like, Get away from me! Get away from me! And I'm like, this is not funny. This is kind of <laughs> no, weird. Definitely not. Question about that. So, like, you know, yeah, Pacino's on the phone and he has someone, you know, knocking on the door and he freaks out. Yeah. And he goes out the back. We have this shot. I'm pretty certain because it's the character, like, goes out the deck, jumps over the side of it onto the beach and keeps running. I'm pretty sure that that is Al Pacino doing that stunt. Oh, good for him. Awesome. Which I thought was pretty cool. The he believed the project. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this dude's chasing him and he's like, you know, I'm not a creditor. I'm, you know, the executor of the state of Elias Codius. He left you something in his will and I just have to deliver it to you. 
and it's this hard drive. And Pacino again is just like, I don't even know what I had a computer. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't even have a VHS player. <laughs> when he takes when he finally unwraps and sits down at his gigantic, uh, and it's a black monitor, which I felt like was kind of rare for the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Very nice little setup he's got there. Little, oh, the, I'm the, a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Get my gaming chair out. Got another <laughs> monitor coming. Love a good flight simulator. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, um, he puts this fucking, th- again, this is crazy. I'm surprised he even understands how to hook this like solid state hard drive yes. up yes. to this computer. And, like to make it look more futuristic, it's like a hard drive without the casing yeah. on it. So it like, yeah, he would have no idea what to do with this. No. And the thing comes up and it just says, you know, welcome to simulation one. And he's like, ah, oh, computer. And then, <laughs> then it's like nine months later yes. and he is getting yeah. ready. We, oh, before the nine months later, we do see the face come up on yes. screen and he's looking at it. And then it's like nine months his later. Pants are off. Nine months later, <laughs> I haven't left this chair in nine we're, months. We're he's jumping off to this lady's face. <laughs> he's fucking Randy Marsh on yeah. that South Park where just cum is all over the room <laughs> and he's shoveled yeah. it. I'm storing it in jars. Hey, Catherine Keener, if you want to have another one, I got some jars. It keeps. And we're doing a screening of this movie. It keeps. God, that is just so disgusting. <laughs> uh, it's been. Uh, in a good, perfect weather environment, I've been uh, chilling it to the perfect temperature. I'm certain it does not, sir. <laughs> Just put no, no, no. Take your finger, put a little up there. We'll see what happens. So they're watching this movie, and it's like you know knockoff Gattaca, you know design and whatever. And here's Jay it's Moore. More like the room, like yes. if there's this tint of like, yeah, at least like the Gattaca. There's a sense like of. Some competency, but I this think, looks like it was like half a video game. I think that's half the almost part <laughs> yes, of the joke yeah. is like weepy Oscar garbage. Yeah. Sure, right. right. Um, and so Jay Moore has this. I don't even remember what goes down in this last scene, but there's like a Valerie no or yeah. whatever. Do you guys think betwixt takes, like getting all that out, Jay Moore was like, you know, Al. What I'm really going for here is yeah. like in The Godfather when you yell Apollonia, no! Yeah. I'm kind of doing that. Do you think like, how did you get to that level when you were saying Apollonia, no? Because I have to say Valerie, no. <laughs> and I want to try to do it like you did. I'm sure he's got a good Pacino. I'm sure He has to. He's just consistently in things I don't care about. Precisely. Jerry Maguire is maybe the only one I Total care. exception. That's Total exception. Maybe really? the only one. So you guys are talking shit about that what is it, Polly, the bird one? Yeah, oh, Polly. Polly, thank you. <laughs> Polly is a movie with Jay Moore where there's a talking bird, folks. Isn't the Check it is out. Jay Moore the main character of that movie? He yes. is, and he does do the voice of the bird, I believe. Oh, oh really? So I he's didn't know talking that. to himself voicing the bird? So, I believe Fucking so. Fucking talented dude. <laughs> <laughs> Open seat right here, fella, if you want to stop by. I will say there were times on SNL when Jay Moore was making me laugh, too. So oh, yeah. walk yeah. in. He, does, he may have invented the walk See, the thing's like, he's, oh, yeah. he's funny in Go. Like, he's, yeah. he's good in these oh, places. That's, that's true. Thing. I forgot about that. I think it was fashionable to bash Jay Moore, and I don't care if you do now, but, like, if you look back now, like, his contemporaries at the time were like Rob Schneider and Chris yeah. Kattan and shit yeah. like that. Not yeah. great. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe we gave Jay Moore a bad rap. And, no. ma- and maybe and 
if there is some horrible story about him doing something real bad, I don't know about it. Just, you know, please don't. Just let me. I'll let. I'll hang up and listen about why <laughs> why he's a horrible. Don't person. don't text and tweet me about this. I beg of you. Uh, but yeah, so like the movie ends, we have a little thing that comes up and says like for Hank mm-hmm. and yeah, this is Pacino's like fucking calling himself a loser in the bathroom and whatever. And then like these dudes come in and they're like talking shit. But what is the joke here? It's because it's, oh, it's, oh, actually the set oh, design is stu- like, they're yes. like, it, 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 that was supposed to be uh, uh, yeah. Lebanon fucking. <laughs> no, here's what it is. And so like they come in and you don't know right away what yeah. they're talking about. Like that was terrible. I couldn't even believe it. But it was, that looked so fake is what they Oh, yes. Because, Specifically, it looks yeah. so fake. And Pacino's like, uh oh. And he leaves the bathroom. And then you hear these dudes go, like, we're really supposed to believe that's 19th century Lisbon. And then I was like, but I saw the clip of Jay Moore at the end of the movie and the woman's walking out on the yeah. water. And they do not look like it's 19th century clothing at all. Maybe those dudes had a point. Or maybe, or, that's true. And, or maybe it was a different movie. I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's muddled. You don't know if they're at a multi. I, yes. To me, this looks like a single screen it's, movie. It's, palace it's supposed situation. to be that movie. Okay. So it's like a big, you know, it, it, then this movie turns into a surprise hit, I suppose. And then immediately we've got like spinning magazines that say Simone Mania. Uh-huh. And yes. this is where it's just like the the fucking Beatles esque ascension of this woman from this. I mean, it is a tough pill to swallow. It sort of doesn't make any sense. Because no, like, it you, you think about somebody like the meteoric rise of, and the only other actress aside from maybe Julia Roberts that I could see having this kind of a thing is Angelina Jolie. Sure, but Angelina Jolie made all of these like small art house movies to start, and like people, like, oh, you know who's good, Angelina Jolie. Then she's in Hackers that gets bigger. Like yeah. she blew up right. in bigger movies. And had fam- a famous father, which obviously helped yes, things sure. along. Um, Only in so far that everybody loves talking about how much she fucking hates him, which <laughs> yes. is great. But now, it, but I'm sure she got an agent pretty. But quick. I mean, like nobody watched her fucking Clint Eastwood movie. You know what I mean? Or that fucking yeah, um, the Changeling, right? The Changeling. Yep. Or the, you know what I mean? Like I, I just do think that the public isn't going to go ape shit over an art house movie with a beautiful woman, no matter how beautiful or exciting this woman may, may, may happen to be. You are correct, but you are forgetting that this movie would work if it was way more of a funny satire. And yes. if you made that move yes. in a satire, you would buy it. But because yeah. it insists on being stupidly dramatic and grounded, yeah. Yeah. then you have this thing and you're like, but how? Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. Like, how many people saw this movie? How did this movie get all over the world so fast like that? People made a note of Amy Adams when she was in Junebug, but it didn't make Junebug the biggest movie in the <laughs> fucking world. <laughs> that's right. Nobody's that's right. seen it. Yes. And uh, it's also like, Fine. Mm-hmm. It's not I, I a, like that movie. I, 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 I don't think it's bad, yeah. but to your point, yeah. no one was blowing the no, doors off for no, Junebug. It could have never gotten to this level with no one knowing that she was fake. I'm yes. sorry. I know like Catherine Keenan uh, goes through the whole budget of like, there's no stunt woman, no wardrobe, no whatever. But it's like, there's also no paycheck. I guess it's going to a fake. It's going to him. Account. He's like, oh, I'm going to hold on to, I'm going to. Don't worry, I'll hold on to all Simone's checks. The, Dude, the, the hashtag movie. free Simone, by the way. I, I think the movie is whatever, but it really falls apart in the end because it's like, you tell me the federal government doesn't know shit about social security numbers and the IRS and well, the, the rest of well, it. Again, totally believable if it's a fucking silly 
you know, send up satire. But the thing is, at the end, they do make us because he is he must have had to like start dummy corporations to fucking launder this because he's the the, the concert that happens. He's like uh, Victor Tversky management presents. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. Actually, he's going to jail no matter what. Oh, yeah. Now that we're talking this through, it's starting to sound more uh, possible to me because, you know, you have stars like Emma. Emma Watson from the Harry Potter franchise, who like what was she was like putting her money through Panama? What was that whole controversy? Oh yeah, she was part of. The, oh, she was yeah. named the Panama, Panama Papers. Papers. Yeah, for Anama yes, Devar. Yes. Yeah. So I think they're yeah. But I mean, the thing is like this person, this woman. You're like, oh cool, I, I found a perfect actor. She's an unknown. Uh, she's gonna replace Winona Ryder. She's an amazing. She's gonna blow the doors off. Yeah. Oh great, uh, can I have her W two and her fucking SAG card? Exactly. Yep. These are yep. things you need. You you cannot work in this country without a W two. If you're gonna ground your movie like you insisted on doing, like this, yes. you have to respond to questions like that. And I will totally gleefully ignore those questions if I'm understanding that what I'm watching is a silly industry satire. Mm-hmm. And they don't let just anyone into SAG. If you're not in SAG, guess what? You're not in the fucking movie. Yeah, that's right. You're saggy. Oh, dude, and then that'd be great if they find out like when uh, that Simone isn't SAG and Jay Moore starts a fucking protest. Like, oh, yeah. They do a walkout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or actually, hey, I got a great, great idea. Why don't you film it in England? Ooh. Oh, hi. Get around that. Get some free interns to be in your movie. How, what if Peter Serovinovich did the voice for Simone? Just saying. What if you kept all the money? Wouldn't that be nice if you just got to keep all the money? Pacino does have an interesting line that in a better movie would hit harder. He goes, uh, our ability to manufacture fraud has surpassed surpassed our ability to detect it, which I think is like the whole fucking That's thesis true. of this thing, which is really yeah. interesting, but just gets flushed it's- down the fucking toilet because this part of the movie starts the most boring parts of this movie, which is just Al Pacino in a massive studio uh, warehouse with three little monitors talking to this fucking computer and doing the voice of the well, woman. See, this, is, this is the thing that uh, I got wrong about this movie for 20 fucking years. They never saw it until last night. I always thought this was a singularity movie. Like, huh? she that she is a computer program that becomes uh, self-aware. That's oh. how the trailer plays it. That's how it looks. That would actually kind of a, be more a better, interesting. A better movie, movie because the way that it actually works is... Because I thought it was like, I made a computer program that acts for me. And yep. oh, no, Simone, now you're telling me what to do. Yep. That would be something. But this is where he has to, like, he is always acting. She, every time she talks, he's in a microphone and it comes out modulated through her voice. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of like, it. it's fun, but it's also kind of boring. And they, yes. it flirts almost one time, like, she cries without him doing it. And I was like, is that what we're doing? I and thought we go- the, yep. I thought exactly what you yeah. were thinking at that moment. I was like, oh. Now she's becoming self-aware. Excellent. Because there's even a, like the tear thing. And then in that same shot, his hand, because like it's this whole thing where like there's a camera. So like his yeah. movements are yeah. mimicked by her in the program. And like his hand is out of sync with her hand. Yes. And I was like, oh, we're doing like a Groucho Marx thing right here. <laughs> yeah. Like he's going to realize yeah. she's become self-aware. And I guess it's just a huge fucking flub on the movie's Man, part. Now I want that to happen in real life. Suddenly Peter Cushing's with us again. <laughs> oh, dude, and then fucking robot Mark Hamill attacks real Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, shit. I gotta go at it. And That'd then all these something. fucking Star Wars fans will be like, well, I always wanted the 1983 Mark Hamill, so I'm glad he killed real life Mark <laughs> Yes, kill the real one. Kill him now. Well, the real one. 
the, the he the, could die. He should die. The algorithm Hamill wouldn't have been in the last Jedi. So <laughs> good, man. God, you I, fucking people are exhausting. I think that the thing with the, the, the computer in the room is like Al Pacino is one of the few actors where you would be like, I could watch that guy talk to himself for sure. 30 minutes straight. Yeah, you don't actually want to do that. That's right. But <laughs> that's they right. actually do that. It well, that's, that's a- I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Like, I don't want to actually eat a horse, though. I'd like to eat like a... <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you to finish because then I was going to do a horse impression, <laughs> but now the whole thing Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, this part is incredibly boring. One thing we cannot stress enough, though, which we haven't talked about yet, is that he not only is he just in this room by himself doing this computer program, he is getting loaded the entire oh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it dude. is kind Hell of yeah. a secret, yep. like, and Congrats, I'm kind of just like, dude. I'm just fucking getting ripped talking and, to Simone. And it's getting worse because when the first time he loads it up, I'm the little sorry. So speaking of loaded, Chris Cabin dropping his jumbo beer right now. So it starts when we first see him in with the little like black computer. He's smoking this cigarette. Fuck yeah, yeah, and dude. it's beautiful. I, yeah. I, I really I gotta say, it. yep. And especially because I haven't seen it. None of us in this room have seen it yet. We're recording this episode days before the Batman comes out. This donkey shit revelation that they didn't let Colin Farrell smoke as the penguin. Fuck you. And watching this movie, I was like, you suck back them cigarettes, Al Pacino. You smoke as many as you want. God damn it. You know why? Because you're a fucking adult and this is a movie for adults. Dude, oh. Al, uh, Burgess Meredith would have quit acting if he wasn't allowed to yeah. like, He would have just, we would have never had Burgess Meredith. Oh, good I, Good thing I have this on my computer. BurgessMeredith.exe. See, yeah, because if we had stuck with the Jared Leto Joker, he would be definitely a Joker that vapes. Oh, oh yeah. But Ugh. yeah, so he's just getting wrapped, ricked. And he, but you, good thing, good point, Eric, because like you kind of see how this thing works. So it's like, yes, it's Simone, and he could make her hair look whatever. It's this actress, Rachel Roberts, uh, who's actually pretty good in this movie. I think she, yeah, know, she's, she's totally fine yeah. in this movie. Can, can I say something though? That no, is, you can't. I have to. I'm sorry, Eric. Stop <laughs> trying to stop me. Stop Over, it. Overruled. Stop it. I'll, um, I'll let you approach the bench, though, if you want to tug out your case. So the thing. <laughs> You're watching the movie. You see clips of the sunrise, sunset, I think it's called. Correct. The problem is, is that she looks fake in the movie. Yes. Like you had to shoot the scene with her in it to make it look like so I would be at least like make me believe it. I know these idiots aren't supposed to believe it, but it's not like they even make a joke about it looking bad. But it's weird, though, because when they do like. You know, when she winds up doing like those television interviews or whatever, they're literally just using her. Yes. And that whole like making her look shitty filter is gone away. Yeah. And I think even by the time they get to like whatever the last movie is, when she's crawling around in pig slop or Oh yeah. Fuck, her her own art film, I am pig. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's literally just her walking around. She doesn't look like a computer. No. But at the start of this, it does. And I guess yeah. like we're just supposed to believe Al Pacino's getting even better at well, using I this guess program. It's supposed to be all reshoots in the first film, right? Oh, like okay. they yeah, actually yeah. just superimposed her over Winona Ryder or if or whatever. I mean, it's supposed to be re you're supposed to put her in the shoot. I mean, like that's that's my literally my own problem. Like fucking right now, like when you see Tarkin, you're like, oh my god, he's back! <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, convincement. It, they're not trying to convince you; they yeah, just right. want you there. This, they're trying to convince you, and I'm not convinced. Yeah. Well, is that because you know it's a movie about a computer generated actress? But the the clip from the movie should look like natural. Yes, yeah, like it I, should. Right. Look but I, at the same time, I think they're trying to make it look sort of artificial. Oh, uh, but because that was, it's that movie. That would be cool. But they don't do anything with it. They're literally just yeah. like it's there. Yeah. I guess if it's a yeah. joke. 
it's there. He does have this totally pathetic line, though, quote unquote, to her, where he goes, uh, I'm so relaxed around you. And he's yeah. just drinking. <laughs> and you're like, ah, you're going to be like cybering with this thing by the end of the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Then you have to, but that's the problem is if you're cybering with her, you're like, I want to fuck you, Simone. Yeah, I want to fuck you, Al Pacino. Yeah, let's have sex. Oh, you dick well, so big, on, Al Pacino. Yeah, Barney's right. We need more beer. That's it. You're you're describing masturbation to the team. <laughs> well, yes, I know that's, that. That's what your mind is saying, just so you know. But the best part about this whole movie is, so the way that this acting works is... Elias Codius has like an IMDb of all great performances. Sure. And it's just, and he, he's like, oh, you're pretty good. You're a little too much Meryl Streep. Let's get a little more. I don't I forget who he even says like, I, maybe Sophia there, Loren or something. There's like that. Sophia Loren. Yeah, no, Lauren Bacall was yeah, the so one he was the, adding. Yeah. Like, a little yes. more Lauren Bacall. And as he's rolling past, there's Jodie Foster, like young Jodie Foster, which I found weird. Uh, and then, <laughs> but he rolls past Ernest Borgnine yeah, in this yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah. Simone, what did you do today? <laughs> I like to masturbate a lot. <laughs> we need more Borg Nine eyebrows on you, Simone. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, all right, so, Jay Moore, this is your love scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're fucking be good, Jay Moore. <laughs> Bend me over. <laughs> That's right. In her next picture, she's going to play a cab driver in a New York City prison. <laughs> I'm remaking Marty with Simone. <laughs> yeah, and that whole thing, it's another kind of blown opportunity because he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to modify the way you speak. Yeah. I need you to have this, also this like physical move that Audrey Hepburn yes. uh, makes in... Breakfast at Tiffany's. Is it Breakfast at Tiffany's? I think it is. Or maybe it's Roman Holiday, I forget. I think uh, it's Tiffany's. One, one of them, their movies. And... uh it shows like the clip from the film. And I was like, oh, interesting. So this movie is going to have a lot of that. We're looking yeah. at like classic Hollywood clips and stuff. That's kind of interesting. Nope. Absolutely. Yes. The only time that happens in the movie. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to do a uh, pride and prejudice. How does her hair look like that? Uh, Pantene Pro V actually started <laughs> back in the 18th century. Uh, okay. I need you to do some more Jack Nicholson here. <laughs> I need to Nicholsonify this woman by another seven percent. It's just like watching this is very frustrating because I could see yes. so many good ideas like floating around and you just can't quite yeah. get this thing to work. Yeah. Here's something. This movie is a way too much Jay Moore, as I said earlier. Uh-huh. It is Way, way, way too much Pruitt Taylor Vince. Yes. And I'm a, and I'm a, I am a fan. Absolutely. I'm a fan of Pruitt. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a nice spice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like him and Constantine, like dying in that fucking bodega, like trying to drink all that alcohol. Yep. It's amazing. Him in that wretched uh identity. Yes. Stay tuned. It's yeah. also just weird to see him as the number one and Schwartzman as the number yes. two. And it's also very odd. odd. Uh, the movie also withholds like exactly who they are. I felt like you should have just led with them being magazine paparazzi yeah, of course, of people. Because I feel like we're trying to we're trying to like add the paranoia of uh 
Pacino thing needs to be found out. So there's government vibes from them at the start. They're in a van listening to his phone calls. Well, to Eric's point, he, they have Pruitt, Taylor, Vincent in these sunglasses. Yeah. And you only <laughs> give these sunglasses to somebody you hate. <laughs> so I have to imagine Andrew Nichol fucking hated Pruitt, Taylor, Vincent because he puts these things. And you're right, Eric. Like, I, I, if I saw him and I didn't know it was a, like, you have no idea who he is. Yet, and I'd be like, Oh, he's from the future. He yeah. was sent here yeah. to kill Al Pacino. He looks like a guy who's about to give me some clutch information in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got these like pinhole sunglasses kind totally. of thing. He's like, where's Simone now? And I'm like, what? Who are you? <laughs> and you, th- yeah, it's like, you, it, it's, it's a weird thing where you're like, oh, this dude. I think it's like 90% to do with the sunglasses. Yeah. You're like, oh, this motherfucker is going to cause some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you realize he just works for like, this movie's version of Star Magazine. You're like, all right. You guys just spurred a memory in me. When I was in high school, I, uh, I, I think I was like leaving my high school once, and there was like an older man with like blonde gr- to gray hair, and he was like, "Oh, hello, Eric. There you are." And I'm like, "This is this is me from the future." <laughs> I was about to make that joke. Yes, I thought it was me. For, I literally thought it was me from the future for a second, but I think he was like a psychologist that interviewed me for being fucked up. <laughs> One word, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like I must have talked to this guy like five years prior, and he just expected me to mem- remember him. But, but I, but you know what? It probably was me from the future. What am I saying? There's a funny ish, ish bit where Jay Moore is trying to get a role in the next uh, Pacino oh, yeah. Simone film, and he's bullshitting like, "Oh, I ran into Simone on the lot the other day," and like. You know, she said I'd be perfect for this movie. And then Al Pacino, this is like a top tier fake phone call. Mm -hmm. Like he makes a cell phone ring to like get out of talking to Jay Moore or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, it's Simone right now. Oh, yeah, Simone. Oh, yeah. Guess who I'm here with? Uh, Oh, you can't guess. He said he ran into you on the lot and all this shit. You're like, all right, that's kind of interesting. But then it just turns into this thing where, like, his cell phone is tapped by Pruitt, Taylor, Vince, and uh, Schwartzman, and they're, like, sitting in this car listening to it. Maybe this would have been more, I don't know, interesting or whatever if it came out around the time when, what, the British tabloids were really actually doing that to people. Yeah, I guess we're trying to do that. I I guess so. It feels like an extremely heightened version of uh, Grant Heslov and the guy from Heavyweights in the birdcage. Oh, shit. The the twosome of reporters that are following around. But they are in the background. These guys are everywhere. And they have their own scenes. That's the biggest problem. Once you get these motherfuckers where it's like a cut away from Al Pacino, like, so not including this cell phone scene because Al Pacino is a part of that. It's literally like we go to their office at the newspaper or whatever, and I'm like, oh, no, this is way too much. And I'll 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 tell you who put... If you if you're doing that, and again, I like Pruitt Taylor Vincent as an actor. He's a lot of fun. It's got to be Jack Black. You know, it's early aughts. You yeah. put a Jack Black, and it's yeah. like okay, add some comedy to yes. this because yes. that's the thing. You're right. They're very very much stacking dramatic people trying to make them do comedy, not totally sticking. And Schwartzman doesn't have anything to do. I think no. he's funny when he when he can be, but yeah, there's not. And, and this problem with the movie here is now it's way too long, and we have so much time of this fun and games of like. 
Oh, I bet you think she's fake, but she's not. <laughs> and then, like, they go to the hotel. He gets he gets a hotel room. He has his assistant double as her to run outside. He, ki- you know, Pacino's like kissing the fucking mirror. Pacino's kissing the mirror. Pacino is doing literal Home Alone shit at the yep. window. Yes. Yeah, I got so Michael weird. Jordan over here. <laughs> oh, Simone's back in a re- sexual relationship with Michael Jordan. Rocking around the <laughs> Christmas tree. Which oh, I mates. made my family disappear. <laughs> Uh, did you get a good look, you little pervert? <laughs> which, which, which is what uh, Pruitt Taylor uh, Vince does here. He, we have a whole scene of him just like reveling in the bed that he thinks she slept in. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess they're trying to say that even the reporters who are skeptical yeah. have like drank in the Kool-Aid. Because everyone has under Simone Yeah. And it's yeah. this weird thing where like Pacino, you know, he slips this fucking uh, front desk dude at the hotel like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And he's like, privacy all that stuff knowing the dude is gonna like be a scumbag and let reporters in he like fixes the room and makes it look by the way it's not his assistant this is rebecca romaine also oh. uncredited wow yeah she, she's the the simone standing herself right right the standing well, right. where that. did um al pacino get this fucking wig of human hair is my question <laughs> yeah don't ask if you don't want to know <laughs> oh uh, victor taransky yeah we used to, i used to hang out with the manson family <laughs> <laughs> i shave my neighbors at night <laughs> but that's the weirdest part so like he does this like uh, Home Alone bar- like thing with it's like a Barbie doll and a light in front of a window. It's like, I'm a lady walking by a window. Uh, you know but what? Then, but then he has fucking Rebecca Romaine anyway. Like, so have her walk the lady. <laughs> yes. Just have the lady, folks. Or here's what I was hoping for, man. Because you see the little shadow first, like going in front of the curtains or whatever, and all the paparazzos downstairs yeah. pissing their pants and whatnot. I thought we were going to cut to this hotel suite and it's Al Pacino in a wig just dancing <laughs> yes, around yeah, in front yeah. of this window. Yeah. And that would make it even more Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're totally right. But this is the grossest scene in the movie because he gets into the limo. He's like, the the, the, the the joke is at the end of it, he puts a uh, a jacket over Rebecca Romaine and like rushes her into a car like you would a celebrity. Mm. And it's like, oh, we, we did it. We beat them. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so great. He's like, Hey, you ever fuck a five foot three old guy before? Here's the thing, dude. You the gotta flip the yes. script on that. <laughs> she is like he, yes, kind of starts doing some stuff, but then like she responds way harder. Yeah. And it's this weird thing where like they're back at the heat house and like, you know, kind of getting down or whatever. And then he he asks her, like, wait a second, like, are you about to sleep with me just to feel closer to Simone? And she's like, Well, is that a problem? And I'm like, Here's another one just afflicted with Simone mania. Yep. And again, if it was fuck it, if, if she's overreacting like this and you have an actor comedically, physically reacting yeah. to this uncertainty, this Jim Carrey unearth- falls off the bed trying to get away from her or something. Maybe yeah. works. Right now, as I see it, it's just fucking Rebecca Romaine Stamos fucking debasing herself <laughs> by fucking sleeping with Al Pacino, who looks like a laundry lady. <laughs> <laughs> no- I'm here to clean your sheets. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a laundry lady. <laughs> no, no, no. Laundry ladies, backbone of the economy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you want to drop something off in my ass? 
Laundry lady, laundry, laundry lady. The new Adam Sandler song. This summer, Al Pacino is in a Happy Madison production. Yeah, the laundry lady. It would fucking kill. No, I'm not giving you quarters unless you're doing laundry right here. (laughs) I'm going to need another day on that. You can't put that wet blanket in the dryer. You got to rig it out. It's going to start a fire. I'm the laundry lady. Oh, a comforter's going to cost extra. Laundry lady. Get out of here. You can't sell bootleg DVDs in my laundromat. I want to watch this movie. Uh, it would be fucking good. It would be better than Jack and Jill, which he's also in. Which I just, yes, yes. I just rewatched it. Yeah, You rewatched that movie? Uh, yeah, that's right. I've never seen it. I saw it once a thousand years ago, and then I watched uh-huh. it again. Just ra- Some random Twitch stream was broadcasting it. I was like, <laughs> all right. It has its moments, but it's not <laughs> fucking good. Uh, so we have, like, this is another, this is a really Mrs. Doubtfire vibe scene where, they have like the table read for the new movie yes. and he's Ugh. the whole thing is like he creates this whole thing where like Simone values her privacy and she doesn't come to set and she films her stuff separately. But this is her method and blah, blah, blah. So it's like we're going to meet this cast, do a table read and like talk about it. And I got Simone right here on the speakerphone. And it's this like the voice starts talking and you're like, oh, how's he doing it? And then it's like. Pacino running to the other side of the lot to get back to his little console and like I guess there's a pre-recorded thing yeah. and then he gets in and starts doing the voice again and like this is so sitcommy. Mrs. Doubtfire yes. the fucking uh, social services ladies coming over to the apartment the it's pie in the face. Three's exactly. company now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. And it's not funny because he's not funny and I mean like and he has this like bit with the uh, the security guard that guards the door, and it's yeah, like and that guy's like a big comedic actor, not a big comedic, but like you yeah. know you can tell he's a comedic actor. Like Pacino's just giving him nothing. I, I, I would say Pacino, he's his character, he's got desperation, yes. which is kind of funny, yes, for sure, but not full on what an actual comedic actor well, could do. You know show. who would fucking slam this out of the park? By the way, uh, speaking of Three's Company. Man, the great John Ritter was still with us. Oh, at this for sure. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could totally. totally picture John Ritter flustered as fuck, getting in the golf cart, driving across the yeah. lot, the whole at, thing. I'm at laughing the, already. At the very least, I need like a Chicago fat guy piano music between when he's leaving <laughs> the thing totally to right. make sure he gets oh, back in time. Something funny, I beg of you. Also, like, I know he was long dead, right? Like, John Candy or something. Oh, Someone yeah. Candy some, could have done this. Some Because fu- because this movie's trying to get heart. It doesn't really get there. No. But it's a big, fat, lovable oaf like Candy yeah. could give you both. Because, again, like, Pacino's just really intense in this movie. Especially, like, oh, does he have a drinking problem? I shouldn't be thinking that in a comedy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wait, so come like, on. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 he's really hitting the sauce hard, and he's, like, playing it like he's, like, just out of it like he's just talking to himself but this like, is what our fans talk about us you know? oh for sure <laughs> i think he's got a drinking problem oh well i and hope they're they f- right they hope they find us funny um <laughs> <laughs> but this yeah but the thing is like simone's like okay everyone thanks for coming here i never meet anybody and i just do this and all this stuff is like so this movie can't be good because what's going to be over, over, two shot every single time? Like no right. one's ever actually acting with this woman? Totally. Yeah. And uh, uh, oh, fuck, what was I just going to say? Oh, a thought I had, because like, again, it's the wag the dog thing. Like Robert De Niro. Hoffman would have been better. In Hoffman oh, and De Niro. Oh, like, big time. They, uh, yes, he would have. 
they have the people around them. It's a big team making the fake war, the whole thing. Yes. If this movie decided to make the Pruitt Taylor Vince and Jason Schwartzman characters in on it, and it's sure. like, look, yeah. fellas, I just need your help, okay? Like, that's at least kind of something. And yeah. then it's like he can share, spread the wealth of the insanity so, a little bit. Some problem-solving element in this movie because, like, from now on, from this scene on, it's essentially like, how are they getting away with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how are they getting away with that? That's amazing. And the, the, the major problem in the movie, it's what? It's over. It's two hours or two something? It's pretty much two hours on the dot, yeah. Two hours and five minutes or some shit. This is a one one hour movie you got here, dude. Yep, and yep, you just absolutely. filled it with circular logic of scenes. Like we kind of just repeat the same shit. Like we didn't even mention it, but like, oh, I think Simone's at this Hollywood party. And now there's a, tra- a, stamp- a stampede happening because everyone wants to see Simone. And now there's another thing where people think Simone is somewhere. No, no, there's another. <laughs> There's another thing where people think Simone is at. The funny thing about, you mentioned the trampling scene. So that's like a, it's the premiere of the new movie. So this is movie number two that he's made with Simone. Standing O, of course. And then we're having this big, like we're outside. At first I thought it was Lincoln Center, but then I was like, no, this is in California, idiot. Um, But just some some big outside, having a reception for the movie or whatever. And yeah, it's a thing where someone thinks they see Simone by this, you know, fountain or whatever. And it's like, hurry, I think that's Simone. Yeah. And like, there's a huge stampede. And this woman like turns around and goes like, Simone, where? And all these people knock her. And it's like, it's a funny thing, you know, in, and in a funny movie, I'd be laughing at it. But in this movie, you're just like, all right. There is three dead in the Simone crowd (laughs) crush incident. It was kind of harrowing. I felt bad for the woman that was mistaken as Simone being fucking thrown into this pool. We've received word that Simone will be paying for the funerals of everybody (laughs) stampeded to death at her movie premiere party. I love you, Simone. You can do no wrong. Yes, queen. Bury me. <laughs> Leave Simone alone. <sighs> that dude was right, it turned yeah, out. Yeah, you yeah, can't even correct. believe it. So, uh, yeah. There's also another part of that scene. So like, like, oh, where's Simone? And then Al Pacino shows Catherine Keener later. He's like, you just missed Simone. Look at this picture. She's right behind it's you. So okay. stupid. I hope you're an idiot. Dude, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Because one, yes, I hope you are an idiot because it's the worst fucking Photoshop of all time. But what's like, I think an even bigger error, and I didn't rewind it, but I was just like, there's no way it's the same look. Like, it looks like Katherine Keener from a completely different yes. moment in her life. It yep. looks like she's got like a short haircut and she's wearing like a different color dress than she was wearing in the scene we just saw. Guess what? That's a moment from the film you can cut. Yes. We don't need it. <laughs> but the, uh. the, the whole Catherine Keener stuff, which is, just, it, which is not more than just a little peppered throughout. Like she's like, she was his wife. They had, they had Evan and Rachel Wood together and he's still hung up on her. She has another husband that that oh, guy goes that who that was yes. supposed oh, to be. Yes, I yes. just thought it was okay. some guy hanging around well, her house. They, no, they actually say it. Do yeah. they? I yes. thought this dude was also a computer character actor <laughs> because like, who the fuck is this guy? He, Come on. Apparently he does a lot of video game acting. So you're not too far off. Hey, there you go. But it, it, dude, it's kind of funny though. Cause he was giving off voice actor vibes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, if you watch any scenes with him, it looks like by contract he is not legally allowed to touch her. Like he's just like, <laughs> yeah. 
We are here. We are together. Isn't it good that we had breakfast <laughs> well, together? This is trying to illustrate that she's wrong. Uh, they're wrong for each other. Sure. You need the grip of Al Pacino. But I mean, that's the thing too. Is like, who gives ah. it? Again, in a, in a, if this is, is, is it a satire on the Hollywood uh, machine, then I don't need a love story. I really do nope. not. No, you don't. Hey, nope. Well, this uh, now we start boiling to a point where like, Catherine Keener and the studio people are trying to bust into this room where he keeps the giant computer. And I was like, I pause, I, you know, I paused it and I saw how much time was left. So I knew this wasn't the case, but it's 51 minutes when we get the first thing of, I'm going to be discovered by the studio. I'm going to yeah. have to come clean to my ex-wife who works for the studio. Mm-hmm. And that might've been something we could have yeah. started wrapping up the movie yes, once sure. we hit that 51 minute mark. But no, we're so far away from any of that. Because basically they come in, they find the computer, and like Pacino's like, well, she's a computer addict, and she's got agoraphobia. <laughs> yeah, that's just... I and, mean, and it's there a was weird... a beat between computer and addict. Yeah. He was going to say that He's she's a... the computer. Just yep. fucking say it. Just you... do it. And I think if, like, leave the rest of the suits out of it, and it's just sure. keener, you could do that. The whole thing is they're like... and. The problem is this just opens the next can of this movie, which yes. is like all these, you know, production or, uh, uh, you know, film company people are like, look, yeah, you had a great premiere, but this is tracking terribly. Yeah. Uh, so when it opens, like we need you to be going out to like, you know, we need Simone to be doing interviews because Talk it's, it's, it's yeah. tracking bad. And a one like standing ovation at a premiere is not going to make this do box office. We need her to go out and do interviews. And he's like, well, I'll uh, think about it. And then like, Again, talking about like the cyclical feeling of these scenes, it's just a bunch of like, you know, she goes on some talk show and it's like via satellite, via satellite. Yeah. And he's like narrating the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, I saw it the first time you did it. I know (laughs) what the the gag is. It's too much. There was a there is a gag here with the talk show host guy talking about all the romantic links she's had. Oh, yeah. I mentioned Mick Jagger and Fidel Castro. (laughs) And Stephen Hawking, Hawking too. Oh, my God. Would you like to fuck me, Simone? (laughs) What do you think, Professor? is a great fucking Fidel Castro. (laughs) That was my Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking. But, but yeah. yeah, you know, go ahead and cast Eddie Redmayne as fucking Castro, whatever. I mean, the problem is, is that you're just not showing the work. Like, y- y- it, there was a problem. Interviews need to happen. Cut. The problem solved. Like, like the, the point of movies is to show the fucking... You have to show your work. It's like fucking school. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and, and she's on Frank Graham Live, we're told. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, dude, that's three letters away from Franklin Graham, and that would have been funny. <laughs> and, of course, we have to fucking cut over to Prue Taylor Vincent watching this interview. I know where that tree is. I know. Which comes to fucking nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a tree in New Mexico. First of all, like if it was like a park in California, I'll give it to you. But oh, it's a one tree in New Mexico that you Uh, spotted. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're sorry. We used a green screen to just put the fucking thing back there. Whoops a doodle. Which they do all the fucking time. You think the people on the news are actually fucking standing right there by the cityscape? Wait, what? (laughs) I hope you're sitting. I see you're you're seated for this. I'm happy you're seated for this. I would have dropped dead if I was standing. I can't believe that news I'm hearing. In the background behind like Jimmy Fallon's. That's not really New York City. Wait a second. And like the weather ladies not in front of a map? I thought she was was a giant woman (laughs) telling me the weather. She's as big as a country. She's stepping on the clouds. She lives in the ocean. 
manipulating also, cold fronts. It would be so cool if she lived in the ocean and just like came out like Godzilla to do the weather every day. She's married to Godzilla. <laughs> Their kids are weird looking. <laughs> they fight with Mothra all the time. Oh, oh no, celebrity breakup. She's dating King Kong. <laughs> Uh-oh, now Godzilla's posting embarrassing yeah. memes on Instagram about the breakup. Godzilla versus Kong versus Mary. <laughs> uh, the weird th the thing that was obnoxious about this, and it happens again when he's getting ready to do the Simone Stadium concert. Ugh. When he's prepping, you know, they're about to go on the air with this interview live. He's just casually flicking through them backgrounds, yes. trying to pick one. And I was like, dude, why don't you prepare for this a little better? Why are you leaving this for the 11th hour to figure out the fucking I'm background? I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> I've been drinking all day, Simone. I've moved on to pills. Here's a, a, I got a big glass of Jack Daniels. Some for you, some for me. Some for you, some for me. Me oh. and Simone got loaded. <laughs> Simone drank half the bottle. <laughs> Uh, bad news, I poured the entire bottle into the computer. She's dead. <laughs> but to your point, the computer shit gets so stupid. Once we do the stadium concert, which I guess, of course, she's a singer as well. well Why not? He, he presses a hologram button on yeah. the fucking keyboard. Dude, that the keyboard. To the keyboard. The keyboard. The keyboard keeps getting new keys yes. based on what kind of silly situation we're in. It is really just, bad. Just At the end, there literally, it should just be a room of keys. Like, <laughs> also, surrounded on the wall. If she's a hologram also now. Dude, how about a scene of them hanging out in the same room, exactly. corporeal in a way? Yeah. Because what Pura Taylor, Taylor Vince confronts him is like, I know that, that tree wasn't there, yada, yada, yada. I need to see Simone in the flesh. He's like, oh, everyone will see Simone in the flesh at the concert. So that's why he does this, yeah. sort of. And yes. also, like, Catherine Keener brings Evan Rachel Wood, and this, she comes, it's, it's a hologram. So, yeah, obviously, presage the whole hologram concert idea. But man, oh, man. This actress that everyone loves, sure, comes out and just sings Natural Woman and everyone is shitting their pants. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like they're seeing fucking Cobain come back from the <laughs> yeah. dead. Whitney Dude. Houston's doing it again, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I mean, this that whole concert thing is so dumb. And the thing with Prue Taylor Vince and Schwartzman is it's not that they're on to like it would be one thing if they're like, we think this might be a computer. Yeah. But it's that they think that Al Pacino is holding this woman in sexual slavery yes. and yeah. like making her do all these things or whatever. Well, it's Hollywood, dude, so that makes sense. Well, that's think. true. Thing yep. about that concert, too, and yeah, your ex-wife's coming to this concert that your promotion agency is putting on. Your ex-wife and your daughter are coming in. Terrible seats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess everyone has terrible seats. Like, you got to be 200 yards from Simone. It's so weird. And, the, you know, the guys at the, the thing are like, all right, you know, um, Mr. Tavorsky or whatever his name is, uh, you know, like we got your thing about the security. It's going to be airtight. You don't have to worry about that. Weird thing. You requested an awful lot of like smoke from the fog machines. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the way Simone likes it. Yeah, whatever. Uh. It's a great. Oh, it's so amazing. I, I saw that concert. I, she was a million miles away. She sang a song from fucking 1981, and I, there was no band at all. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's a dumb thing, too. Like, so we we have seen Al Pacino talk into a microphone, and yeah. she speaks at the same exact time. Yes. In this thing, when she comes out in the hologram, it's like, uh, what does she say? Uh, she goes, uh, I love you. 
and there's a pause with the hologram and you go back to the control room and Al Pacino's flicking through fucking city names yes. yeah. and then lands on LA and it just goes Los Angeles. Oh. And I was like, what? I Why used wasn't to, it just I, saying it? I used to say the voices for Simone, but then I found this audio book from 1983 that I analyzed, <laughs> and now Luke Skywalker could be himself and not me. I do wish <laughs> that we had gotten a picture of Al Pacino in the truck. You make me feel. Oh, dude, definitely. That's how you make it more comedy. Like, he's fucking super into it. You get, like, a killer karaoke sesh from uh, Pacino. (laughs) Some guys outside are a bunch of frogs dying at once. (laughs) (laughs) Now for my... Oh, shit, I'm going to throw up. I've been drinking all... And she just vomits. And then, like, after the show, he's, like, signing headshots of her as her and kissing them with lipstick. Yeah. Keener comes over and she's like, oh, my Lord, this this girl's going to leave you. That's going to be so cruel to you. Now, she wants him back because she, he's with Simone. Well, the bit of fucking bullshit with all that, though, too, is she's like they come back to the trailer and they're like, oh, Al Pacino, you know, thanks for the tickets. We just want to tell Simone like she had a great concert. And he's like, yeah, she's uh, taking a nap. And you're just like, <laughs> I fucked her real good. <laughs> and then, yeah, you part know, of me, Evan Rachel would. Uh, Cover your ears. I fucked her brains out. <laughs> and Keener, Keener, Keener thinks that, right? Because she's just like, oh, yeah, I bet you know she's really worn out because Al Pacino has the lipstick on his face. But like that is applied lipstick. Yes, it's not, Keener. It's, it's not different. like I was making out no. and she had it on her lips. But this this whole this is where I was like, you've got to stop this because yeah. like, oh, she's taking a nap. Someone has to be like. What is going on? Yes. Like no one in his circle actually does this. And you just have the goofball, you know, reporters trying to get the story or whatever. But that was just such a lame, like the concert just ended. What do you mean? She's taking a nap right now. What are you talking about? Oh, but uh, Simone has a message for you. She wants you to be my date at the Oscars. (laughs) Because that's the next thing is because, again, we're pushing up this romantic angle and this is the craziest Al Pac- it would be great if it's the last scene of the movie Al Pacino just dies in a fiery car wreck <laughs> oh, with a fucking it. mannequin because it's like uh, oh I, I think even Catherine is like you know I'd really love to meet Simone if I ever could he's like okay I'll see what I can do and then the next day Catherine is driving and oh my god Sidles up next to her in another car. I just can't even believe this. Is a fucking mannequin driving, and Pacino's like laying down in the passenger seat, like steering and being like, Hello, it's me, Simone. Hi. <laughs> Look, it's Simone going driving. It's insanity. <laughs> he clearly wants to die. Yes. This, the alcoholism, yeah. all of that, it just folds in. On, this is the act of somebody who wants to die. Also, there's Simone, no... you're too drunk to drive. I gotta drive. No, what? you can't. You're too drunk to drive. After he has that call with Catherine Keener in at, in that car as Simone, he hits the back of a trailer. Yes, it cuts. We don't see what happens there. You get decapitated. Like, but that it's also like something. what? What would even if you move the mannequin over? Oh, I was just driving with my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> this piece of wood. But we already had a scene where Rebecca Romaine was yes, the stand-in. Yes, yes, yes. And Just it was do so... That again. It, yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. It was I so... I thought the fucking, concert was going to be that. That's oh, why the that fog would be everywhere. Yeah. But like this, I was like, this is so, so dumb because I didn't realize at first that it was a mannequin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he got Rebecca Romaine back. Okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, that's a mannequin. 
oh, this is way worse. How is the cell phone modulating into the Simone voice? Like, what are we doing? And I'll tell you why he didn't do either of those things, because then his beloved would not be on screen. Uh, but she's not on screen in this. Well, this particular, but like the why, the like things, at, at oh, the concert yeah. and all that stuff is because right, like right. Rebecca Romaine Stamos is not being. But money. like you could do close-ups of Simone at the concert and have a body double for, you Whatever. know, the far away sure. view. You know, at the start of this scene, because it's like the morning the Oscar nominations come out. There's a funny ass yes. line in yeah. here that I was like, "That's from a better movie," because the radio DJ is like. Uh, yes, and despite of all the war, famine, and poverty happening in the world right now, all of those stories were overshadowed by the Oscar nominations that yeah, came out yeah, today. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's just a little peanut of like what could have been a nice industry satire movie here. But again, now we have to like romance Catherine Keener. So like Simone's like, nothing's going on with me and Victor. We're just good friends. You should take him to the Oscars. Uh-oh, I'm a fucking mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Andrew McCarthy comes out of nowhere. Stop stealing my bit. <laughs> so Simone Can is nom- that girl? Fuck that girl? <laughs> nominated for both performances in yeah. both movies. And she wins a turbo. Yeah, oh, dumb. And this is the part, again, where I thought that there was some AI shit going on because she gives this whole speech where it's like, I want to thank the producers. I want to thank the studio. I want to thank... Everybody, and most of all, I want to thank Hank. Thank right. you, Hank. Yeah. And then Evan Rachel Wood's like, she didn't thank you, Dad. And he's like, but what? Oh, oh shit. And then, like, <laughs> later on, he's just like, I guess I was just so loaded, I forgot my own name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Oscars. But yeah, he just comes back and he's like, Simone, what did I say? Why didn't you? Oh, I guess I just messed it up. Oh, I really hate myself now. Uh, sometimes I just pretend I'm Hank Williams, and I guess <laughs> this this was a problem. Uh, I shouldn't have and done that. Then he realizes that she's become too powerful or something, something. So he tries to ruin her career by uh, yes. her doing interviews and morning talk shows. She's smoking. This is actually kind of nice because it's like Rachel Roberts getting to do a little bit of like comedy here. Sure. And it, it is kind of funny. And again, I was like, in another movie, I'm having a good time with this but, scene. Yeah, the, the, funny school, it- the schools should have firing ranges so that they the kids can know how to defend themselves. The problem Pacino has here, just deny the Holocaust. <laughs> All you have to do is deny the Holocaust, and you're fucking free, dude. But what she does is espouse Republican tongue, but she, she wants guns in schools. Yeah. She, wants, uh, she talks shit about immigration. Yep. You know, that, that's it. Yeah. I had I I couldn't find it, but I did make a note. I was like, she would be the GOP's fucking best friend. She'd be talking uh, at CPAC. She, she'd be, uh, hey, next up on Dennis Miller Live, Cha Cha, we got Simone, babe. <laughs> It'd be so fucking funny, Simone, a digital person saying, "Where's Obama? He's not. Is he? Is he on this chair? <laughs> we got Simone. She's live from the Führer's bunker." She's going to talk to us about what she thinks is going to happen at the, the presidential election. Oh, you know, I never thought I liked that Simone actress, but now I have to work with her. I'm going to put her in my next film. She's going to play a boxer that falls on a stool and gets paralyzed. It's actually good that her eyes don't move. <laughs> That's a thing, right? This really freaked me out. Her eyes aren't allowed to, and I guess that's supposed to be like because she's a simulation. But like, sure, it again like just makes yeah. you like yeah. you're not trying to convince me at all that anybody would be convinced by this. Right. But then that blows up in his face because everyone's like, "Oh, now she's just 
more nuanced. We love her for being yes. an individual she, person. She yeah. speaks her mind. Sure, whatever. Uh. And then <laughs> he goes to Hank's grave and he's like, I can't believe that I created a monster, Hank. I, I should have blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, dead? Dead? Like, because he has that idea. He's like, what if she was dead? That is, is fucking... after the I Am Pig art film, which oh, got God. a standing O. Oh, oh yeah. So, what? So she's, is she eating shit in this movie? Yeah, yeah dude. Big shit. Which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. I would love to see some starlets well, eat shit. She's 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 roaming around and shit. I think she's eating from the trough. She's eating yeah. from the trough. She comes up at one point. She's got an apple in her mouth. Yes. It's yeah. like a whole. And again, it's very fucking funny. And in a better movie, you're like, obviously, this is a natural course of this sure. story. This yeah. is fucking hilarious or whatever. The thing that's hilarious when he's talking at uh, Cody's grave, though, he's like, oh, man. She's a serial killer. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I, I hope I go out like you, Hank, having sex with a car at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Me and James Spader getting it on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, this is so weird. You know, he's like, uh, oh, it's not that you aren't human, Simone. It's that I am. And I was like, that line. <sighs> is in your fucking drama mm. version of this movie, yes. which is a total failure, and yes. you should have left it out. Because he has, Pacino has good moments of doing these sure. drama monologues, and yeah. it doesn't work for what the film's trying to do. The film yeah. doesn't work for what it's trying to do. But what is crazy about this ending is like, oh, Simone was, uh, well, she was uh, on her third world goodwill tour yeah. yeah and she contracted a rare virus mm. oh i predicted hologram concerts and the coronavirus <laughs> i told you folks you know it you know that that's how she's gonna die <laughs> it's a weird uh so he has the idea to like yeah give her a virus or whatever this <sighs> You're working with technology. This floppy disk? Dude, a five and a half inch fucking <laughs> floppy disk? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And it's like plague point one. I, 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 again, like, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so much she, like, like a, a VHS of Simone. It just is out. <laughs> How does this exist? She disappears like like Thanos snapped uh, his no, fingers. Mr. Stark, <laughs> it hurts so much. What's happening to Simone? This is where we get the massive like state funeral for Simone. It's like the entire country pauses. The studio has this giant ceremony. All of her co-stars are pallbearers. And what made me really laugh that Jay Moore says is once Victor Taransky is arrested at this funeral and the feds open the coffin and there's nothing yes. in it. He goes, that's why it was so light. <laughs> Dude, it is the funniest line of yeah. the movie. Well, it's it's actually a stand-up, a standee of Simone is in there. Yes, yeah, yes, which, cardboard yes, cutout. Yes. It's a detail that Al Pacino didn't need to do. We no. we skipped over a very important detail of just how dumb as donkey shit this movie gets. After he deletes the, the computer program, he puts all the shit like in this huge like steamer trunk which you could have just put in the fucking coffin and save me 10 minutes <laughs> yep exactly and like you see al pacino is caught on security camera you see this fucking security camera yeah. move like it's a droid in star wars <laughs> yeah. dude and i and i saw that and i was you you it's all projected yes. from you at that point you're like okay yes someone is gonna think that he killed her he's gonna get arrested yada 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 and again if this is indeed like a biting industry satire, that happens, and he's given the fucking death penalty. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, oh, you killed Simone. Now you have to die. And it's like, 
well, I fucked up this time. And then it ends. Because that's what satires need. A punchline that is a bit dark. Oh, you yep. know what I mean? I just thought it, it is also very unfortunate. This is the, I think this is the same year as adaptation. Yep. Oh, yes. two for that to be. In the yeah. yeah. It'd be like, oh man. I'm Which sorry. one of us is dead? Which one of us is dead? But wow. That was a car accident. <laughs> That is interesting, though. The industry was getting meta about their own show business movies at the time. Yeah, the player cracked that open, and they just started running with it now. That is I, I great movie. We'll say Amazing again, film. Robert Altman's The Player is an excellent fucking movie. You know uh, what lets you know this should be a comedy? You get Daniel fucking Von Bargen in here, man. Yep, yeah, absolutely. The great. He's this like police investigator or whatever who's convinced that Pacino has slain Simone. Yes. And yeah, you can like... It's weird because I want to laugh at Daniel Von Bargen yeah. in this movie because he's doing the same Daniel Von Bargen delivery, but it's in a movie that is cripplingly unfunny. So yeah. he's just like saying lines dully and I'm not yeah. laughing. And it just doesn't make logical sense why the government would think that this woman is actually dead. They, I, 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 the the thing were- that made me laugh in this scene is there's a shot of of Al Pacino in a downright magneto. What is with the magneto yeah. cell? It's a cell, and it's like got a little table in it. And he's just sitting there. It's you should have just... killed me when you had the chance, Charles. <laughs> chess. I'm not playing no chess. Chess is for losers. Well, the future, not them, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like his lawyer comes in. Uh, Michael Clayton's older brother, by the way. Uh, uh, his lawyer nice. comes in. And it's like, yeah, oh, you know, that it looks bad for you, this, that, and the other thing. Oh, yeah, don't worry. We they never found a fucking birth certificate for this woman, but you killed her, I guess. Uh, but uh, and he's just like, no, she was a computer the whole time. He's like, ooh, insanity defense. And again, like, and then he goes to a sanitarium. You know what I mean? Right. Like, sure. End yeah. of movie punchline. It's great. Or if there's like some weird thing of like they found a dead hitchhiker named Simone, whatever. <laughs> we think it's her. The face has been obliterated. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is they go on the boat to catch. And this is like, again, just dragging the end it's of this movie. Just yeah. drags it so far. They pull up the fucking box and nothing's in it. He's like, oh, you got to go back down there the rest of the movie. You got to watch <laughs> the movie. It's not done yet. It's kind of hilarious because the chest opens and there's just seaweed in it and Al Pacino screams there's discs down there (laughs) which is funny but then the dumbest thing it's just like what is this for the cop the cop diver or whatever is like well we can't go back down there you jerk look what's out there and just like a shark fin that is by? literally like out of a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yes. <laughs> and then we get like, like just a fucking fin going around like this. Yep. It's literally a cutaway yep. gag. And then a newspaper headline, Simone thought to be eaten by sharks. And <laughs> this is when someone speaking to Hanna-Barbera and Saturday morning cartoons, uh, Andrew Nichol had fucking Inspector Gadget on when he was writing this music. Well, what yep. if uh, Evan Rachel Wood is just Penny and all yep. of this third act Deus Ex fucking hacker? Yes. Oh my God. What? So so the kid and Catherine Keener discover the fucking computer layer and yes. find this plague disc and. She knows how to unerase it because we established that earlier in the film because she hangs out in chat rooms. Yes, of course. So therefore, she's a computer whiz, Mm -hmm. and she fixes it, and they record a new scene of Simone with, like, the headline of her death being like, ha-ha, I'm not dead, silly. I'm having a great time as a celebrity. All right, cool, Simone. You have to come down to the police station if you want uh, Al Pacino to be alive. Sorry. 
I mean, that like that's why like all of this logic, the movie asks you to suspend it due to Simone mania. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like they everyone loves her so much that they don't want to like believe that it could be a computer. Yada, yada, yada. And she yeah, she just gives something because they're like, well, what the fuck were you doing, Simone? And she's like, you know, the stress of this kind of life, blah, blah, blah. And Al Pacino did a great job covering for me yeah. and this, that and the other thing. And then like. The the end of this movie is like Catherine Keener and Evan Rachel Rachel Wood are in on it, and it's like, oh, okay, well, we have an idea. What about we add another character? And it cuts to another Simone fucking interview, yes. and it pulls back, and she's holding a fake fucking yeah. baby. And also, wow. fun, you know, I guess we'll see if this ever gets anywhere. We'll have computer people running for office, but they mentioned politics, yes, which would be the a, scariest outcome. That's kind of like the big heightened punchline where she's just like, and I'm thinking of getting into politics. And the last shot of the, like, so it, it cuts to Pacino sitting on the couch in front of a green screen and it just kind of pulls back. And that's the end of it. It's just Al Pacino yeah. literally sitting in front of a green and screen. And the baby's named Chip because, eh, you get it? Computer yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And Ooh. Simone in the in the uh, questioning by the police, it's Sim 1 for Simulation Question 1. Yeah, that's, that's real great. Mm. <laughs> We're expecting a girl named Gigabyte. <laughs> <laughs> Calling her Gigi. Uh then yeah, like yep, we were Simone is running for president. She's she said she's gonna close Guantanamo Bay, but she's not gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna what we're gonna do? We're gonna have some footage. Looks like it's closed. <laughs> it's not really closed. There is a stinger because this movie did indeed predict the MCU Jeez. fad of stingers, yes. and it's just this useless. You're seeing how I guess he went about making some Simone footage, which is Al Pacino in a grocery store with a cheap-ass little handy cam filming himself throwing frozen dinners into a cart, and then you see, like, the final product, which is, like, Simone doing that, and it cuts back to um, Pruitt Taylor Vince, and he goes, she likes chicken pot pie, just like me. Mm -hmm. End of the movie. Uh, Whatever. Again, Ouch. Yeah, I mean, he's just so wrong for them. He's just so dark. He's not your... He's not your comic relief. I think you, I think you're you're right. All of you, like, they needed comedic actors like Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, whoever throwing frozen dinners into a cart. They've got some more physical chops at it. Yep, it's just weird to watch Al Pacino do that. And that is Andrew Nichols Simone. Uh, we'll go around final thoughts and recommendations. Steve Sadak. I guess it's an odd curio, but I would say uh, not recommend. Like, I can see why. Again, like it does predict a lot of stuff. It does talk to stuff that we're talking about now, but just to actually have your own opinion on what's going on now. You don't need to be like, oh, the movie Simone figured it out 20 years ago. Yep. And it's two hours and not very good. Because it's two hours and it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chris Cabin. I can't do it. It's it's really bad. Uh, and I do think I think this was the thing that started. Al Pacino being bad for a long time. Yeah. I really do feel like this was thing. And uh, yes, it is it is accurate on a few things. Uh, that did come to pass, but I also imagine a lot of that stuff had been developing in around at that point. Sure, like, yeah. he had some idea of what was going on, and it's amazing that you would 
think of Andrew Nichol for this script? Like, yeah. well, he Get, wrote it, right? He wrote did it. Did he write it? I think, yeah, he wrote, he, I think the produced, end directed, and yeah. wrote so it this all. is a passion project, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Because like of the many things I I like Gattaca, of the many things I come away from that, the the idea of humor is not it, there. No, there's it's, not a laugh in Gattaca. Not, not, and if you really, if if that was his passion, like I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a comedy. Yeah, failed miserably. Yes. Like just <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, just no for me. Eric I think, Siska. Yeah, I think there's interesting stuff going on in this movie. I don't outright hate Pacino. I think he's got some interesting moments, but altogether the movie doesn't really work, and I can't really recommend it at all. But again, I think it's getting at some interesting stuff, and it's a curio, and it's just too long, and it's just too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know. Nothing new here. Uh, it it's just it is so frustrating to for me. Like I was watching it, like sort of moving the puzzle pieces around, being like, there are ways that this could have been really good. Yeah, yeah. and it's just not, which is frustrating. And if you want good industry movies, the player, Hail Caesar, fucking singing in the rain, like, adaptation, we adaptation. Mentioned. Sure, I mean there are like things out there that do this much better. A, a bad one that actually does is like this. Uh, what what just happened? The oh, shit, Robert De Niro, Barry Levinson. Yes. Oh yes, that's, isn't that oh what the bleep just happened? Oh yeah, well, what? The, oh, yes, oh, I yeah. think what you said is a Woody Allen movie, but yeah, it's Sonnenfeld. Son- I thought it was Levinson. Oh, it, uh, I, those dudes are so interchangeable to me. Yeah, I agree with work, that. workhorse directors <laughs> yeah. with no real style. But like, yeah, that's another one. Like they're out there, and you know, yeah, even the bad ones like that are better than this. But I the, just yeah, yeah at the this, same time, it's like. You know, you mentioned the player. That's the gold standard. Sometimes I get so tired of Hollywood jerking themselves yep. off with Hollywood movies about making movies and shit. Like, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. No, no I agree. Um, but that is going to do it for this episode on Simone. Uh, thanks very much to our friend up in Toronto for uh, calling this one in. I'm glad his eight, seven or eight year of mission has finally <laughs> come to an end. You can go home and see your family now, sir. That's excellent. <laughs> Uh, of course, stick to patreon.com slash we hate movies for more content, including a uh, patron selected We Love Movies episode all on The Warriors, which is out now or will be soon. Yes. Either way, uh, yep. that, that was a real fun convo. Uh, great New York City cult movie. Uh, what do we got going on? There's a, a listener selected Gleep Glossary. That's right. We'll be talking about Bosk, the, uh, the reptilian bounty hunter that was not in the book of Boba Fett that got drawed. <laughs> Drawed, drawn <laughs> for it. Listener request month. And I'm very excited to talk about that fella because I like him. We got a double dragon animation damnation. Oh, uh, yeah. I was right. The Big Daddy Dispatch because I, I didn't know what episode it was. It's like, and you know, I was right. Season X episode, whatever. And I was sure. Like, there only has to be one. There was two seasons of that show. Season two. Is it a thing where it's like the cartoons of that time where it's like 30 episodes Probably, of a season? Yeah. 45 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And we've got a Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone mentary oh, yeah. coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. That was not drawn for listener request month, but it's a lot of fun. We have requested uh, Nexus episodes, our Star Trek recap show, and it's... Uh, Trials, trials and tribulations. Yes, nine and something, something, some, some worth. T- a great TNG episode. Parallels, I think it's called. Yes, so that sounds right. You're yeah. gonna want to tune in for that, and also come see us on tour in April. We'll be hitting up Washington D.C., Philadelphia, and Boston. Tickets are on sale. whmpodcast.com slash tour. And as always, 
next Tuesday. Brand spanking new episode, piping hot right out of the oven. Listener request month continues. Steve, what are we uh, being forced to watch mm. next well, week? Well, actually, mm. we're forcing ourselves. We're taking a little break from listener Oh, that's right. Yeah. Of course. We're Big news. We're going to treat ourselves to <laughs> our 600th episode Delta Farce. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Got to finish the trilogy, baby. You know, it's funny. If Larry the Cable Guy was a bankable star today, I was thinking about this. You could have made him in a coronavirus is fake movie called Delta Farce. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, totally. totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he he starts a, MC, a Fart Vengers uh, <laughs> oh, situation. Oh, God damn. Oh, man. Someone killed Squeaker. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Ingvar, you're the one with the acidic piss. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that is going to be a celebration and a half, folks. What a milestone, a Larry the Cable Guy movie. I think the last one non-Mater related, this will end it for live-action Larry. That's it. What a fucking tragedy that is. So until next week with our 600th episode, good God, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siskin. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.